scene were cleared. Detective Chief Inspector Jill Wooten is from Thames Valley Police. And we are very grateful for the witnesses in this case uh, and also the community that have supported this case because... You know, we've had three trials now over three years and it's a lot to ask people to keep coming forward to give that evidence and without the support of the witnesses and the community we would be unable to do our jobs. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission. There'd been concern about the number of patients dying while under hospital care. The Trust's three main hospitals at Amersham, High Wycombe and Stoke Mandeville were re-inspected in March. Initial government Sorry, internal government papers seen by the BBC say ministers are in danger of breaching their self-imposed cap on welfare spending. It's because the cost of the main sickness benefit, the employment and support allowance, is rising faster than expected. The government says it's determined to keep welfare spending under control. A 24-hour strike by St Albans taxi drivers is underway that could leave pub and club goers stranded tonight. The row is over the use of an extra rank to pick up late-night drinkers. Madassa Yassin is the General Secretary of the Taxi Association. The whole issue of the rank, I mean, we've, we said from day one that they have no idea what they're doing. We have, you know, legitimate concerns and makes what is a very stressful and difficult job even more harder. In sport, England are on the brink of World Cup elimination. Liverpool's Luis Suarez scored twice as Uruguay beat Roy Hodgson's side 2-1. I thought we'd done well enough to get back in the game to 1-1. I thought even, to be honest, we could go on to win the game. At that point, we had quite a a dominance, but um, we came here with such high hopes and we've not been able to deliver. And uh, it's a major, major sadness for me. And England will be eliminated today if Italy fail to beat Costa Rica. The weather, a mixture of sunshine and cloud, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Oh, the people seem friendly enough. Lovely little market town, really good mix of shops. It's all about where you live. It's more of a country feel, more of a homely feel. And all this week, we're featuring Bletchley. The best things in Bletchley, I think, are the outer areas like the Blue Lagoon and uh, Manor Fields. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. They were banging on about the co-op in Bletchley. Well, if you were listening to Rob's show last night or at any other point in the week, you'd know, you'd know that the co-op has been sorted out. It's being knocked down. Listen to Rob's show last night. I don't always get to listen and I... Go on, you can go on. Uh, I don't always get to listen to Rob's show. It was a corker last night. There was a belter. There's, there's a, they're having a poppers festival in Fenny Stratford. What? I couldn't believe it. Fenny Stratford, home of poppers. Wow. I, I, I need to. Is that real? There must be a different interpretation yeah. of the word poppers because I wouldn't have thought that would. I mean, it's legal, but. Is it really the, the respectable thing to do in Fenny Stratford, of all and, places? And, and how far can a celebration go Yeah, such a thing? I mean, really. Kelly's back. Hello. I can, I can tell she's back because she's turning the television on mm-hmm. to Good Morning, This Is Britain now, everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've not even started the show yet. And I already... yesterday. Sorry? I missed this yesterday. You were at uh, Ladies' Night, and I'm feeling tired. I'm going to touch all night. Ladies' Night. (laughs) What was that? Those are the words to my life. Um, That's my national answer. Oh, right. Mike Bat. 
Mike Bat, we need to get Mike Bat on the show. And also, um, what if you had a national anthem, what would your... This is good. Ooh. What would your national anthem be? 08459 555 555. I'm really... I'm cast out and reeling you in now. Mine would be I'm only, I'm only Sleeping by the Beatles. Kelly, have you got a good one? Mine would be um, Helped by the Beatles. <laughs> hey, that's a great one. Thank you. No, he- why? No, I'm teasing, Catherine. Oh, look, underneath the red bobble, it's a, a microphone from the 1970s. I know, Terry Wogan's. Um, so was, you'd have my own... Oh, so it's, like, it's like chewing on a toothbrush. Just for the listeners' benefit, I, I whipped the old Muppet's nose off the end of my microphone and lobbed it at well, uh, thing Ian. that sets my teeth on edge... Is this. Is that... Is Pulling cotton wool apart yeah. and the thought of chewing on the brush of a toothbrush. Oh. <laughs> really set to it. So you'd have I'm Only Seen by the Beatles. Yeah. Will yours be helped by the Beatles? No, Ken? it wouldn't. I need time to think about this. Let's have, I tell you what we're going to do. We'll start the show. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here's the start of the show. Here we go. Start again. Morning, everybody. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, ma'am. Respect, boss. Coming up, Rehab Row. Taxi tirades? Tirades. Tirades. Thank you. And great big helpings of Goffin. Oh, yeah, Jerry Goffin died. We're going to play loads of Jerry Goffin songs. 08459 455555. Across beds. And if you had your own national anthem, what would it be? Hearts and Bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. So, Jerry Goffin died. Who he? He was married to Carol King. He was also bonkers. He was also bonkers. Yeah, but... In a good way? In a great way. He wrote the words, she done the music. He also wrote with other people too. So this morning, we are going to play songs written by Jerry Goffin, apart from the last song, which will be BBC Introducing. Got it? Did he write that? No, but he probably inspired it. Didn't he just? Here's one he done. Comfort goes. 
I salute you, sir. You're playing some more of your songs out the morning. 459 555 is the phone number. Now, people living near a Hertfordshire rehabilitation centre claim its clients' problems are spilling out onto the street. Literally. Over the past six weeks, needles and other drug paraphernalia have been found in the area surrounding the facility in Waltham Cross. Residents blame people using the centre and say it should never have been allowed to open in their neighbourhood. Well, Catherine Boyle joins me. Now, Catherine, what do we know about this centre? Well, it's run by Spectrum CRI. That's the company behind this facility. And it also has a number of centres across Hertfordshire. Each of these has its own recovery team, which includes doctors, recovery nurses, recovery workers, social workers, counsellors, complementary therapists, volunteers and peer mentors. And the idea is that these teams work with people over the age of 18 who need support for their drug or alcohol misuse. Their families, friends and carers can also access support and advice at these centres. Now, the centre in Waltham Cross has only been open since March. It's not a residential facility and it closes its doors at five. So what are people saying about it? Well, the head of the Force Ones Residents Association, Jamie Mond, is the one leading the charge here. He's been taking photos of some of the things he's found lying on the ground in Swanfield Road, where the centre's based, over the past six to eight weeks. Specifically, we're talking about needles and small gas canisters. Um, You'll be speaking to Mr Mond later on in the programme. But he also has other problems with the centre and this is less to do with the clients and more to do with the way it's being run. Um, This isn't an overnight facility it's supposed to close at five and yet Mr Mond reports activity around the centre during the evening. Apparently an ambulance turned up um, long after closing time. He says he's also seen someone turning up there with a bottle of vodka in their hand, finishing it off and discarding it in the road before they go in. He was under the impression that people were supposed to be sober and clean while they're accessing help there. He says all this shows that the facility is a threat to the safety of the majority of people living there and should never have been opened in a residential area in the first place. Quite often with these with these places, and with this one specifically, uh, the fair amount of opposition before they open, and that, that was the case here, wasn't it? Well, yeah, and you would say maybe above average opposition. Right. Again, it seems to have been led by Mr Mond, but let's bear in mind he is head of the local residents association, yep. so it would be his duty to do that. He also had the backing, the vocal backing of the town's Conservative councillor, D Hart. CRI's plans were initially rejected by Broxbourne Council in October 2012, but then CRI appealed, and while that was being considered, Mr Mond and his neighbours took to the streets. They were concerned about the centre's proximity to local homes, they said, and to schools. And as the planning process continued, so did the residents' meetings. Uh, in one conversation with a local paper, The Hearts Mercury, there was talking, talk of occupying Hugel House in a bid to stop CRI moving in. I should say, when, they, when I say they took to the streets, they literally marched from the station right into the town centre, about 200 people Gosh, with banners okay, and placards. Okay. So, yeah, fair to say, local opposition. CRI Spectrum, what have they said? We were hoping to speak to them in person. Obviously, we want to give them right of reply. Um, we got a statement. Bernie Casey, regional director at CRI, told us this. The CRI Spectrum service in Waltham Cross is designed to support local people to create a healthier and safer community. We understand that residents can sometimes become nervous when a drug and alcohol service opens up in their local area but many recognise that this is a community asset that ultimately has a positive effect for everyone, individuals, families and the wider community. In the short time we've been open, people who have received treatment from us have significantly reduced or ceased their drug and alcohol use and are looking forward to a brighter future. We make sure that we listen to residents' feedback carefully and run regular events and open days. We've also formed partnerships 
partnerships with other community organisations, including the police, safer neighbourhoods teams and GP surgeries. Uh, we always keep the environment as clean and safe as possible by providing CCTV and regular checks. The people who we support are from the local community and want to make positive changes to their lives, which in turn helps to reduce local crime and antisocial behaviour. We would welcome anyone with questions, thoughts or concerns to get in contact with us directly or come along to one of our open days. It's a shame we couldn't have had that conversation in person. Oh, um, yeah, I suppose they've got their reasons for not wanting to come on, but it's always... It, 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 I always feel that if someone doesn't decides not to come on and sends a statement, uh, they've kind of lost the point. It can only ever sound high-handed when yeah. that, obviously that's not the intention. Would have been nice to got home, got that gentleman on and uh, the Jamie Mond, the uh, resident association. When you get today. Jamie Mond, we've got him. It'd be nice to have got them on together. We'll get Mr. Mond and we'll speak to him and find out exactly what his beef is. Catherine, I'll see you in a little bit for the papers. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Catherine and I are a little bit excited. We're giddy with excitement. Day and, and out. Day out. We got a day out. We're going to a cheese restaurant. Me, Boyle and Scoines are going to stuff our faces full of cheese. I already feel a little bit nauseous. I feel qu- Kelly, I feel quite nauseous at the thought of it. The prospect of that much cheese is making me nauseous. I almost bought a cheese selection last night. What? So, so you know, I want to get to tournament standard. I don't want to be left behind. Yeah, yeah. Well, as, as we all know, uh, cheddar is the gateway to uh, <laughs> stronger cheeses. The French cheeses, the Italian cheeses, the German cheeses. I've not gone blue yet. <laughs> You'll be going blue with me and scores later on, my love. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Coming up, more Jerry Goffin songs. But first. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Ongoing roadworks in Bletsoe, where the A6 is closed between Mill Road and Bourne End Lane. Uh, it's been causing delays heading towards Bedford Town Centre at peak times. Also in Wing, the Ellsbury Road as you head towards Leighton Buzzard is closed between the Church Street and the Wing Roundabout for roadworks. Public transport all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. You're going nowhere, Glossop. You and I have been having a little bit of a thing on Twitter this morning, haven't we? Yeah. Turns out the roads out there stink of... really are stinky, aren't <laughs> they? They are, really. Genuinely. The Where... A40 stank really well this Whereabouts morning. on the A40 was it stinking? Um, when you... just before you get to the Harrow area. I know it. I know it well. Yeah. I was driving up the M1 ju- between Junction 9 and 10 of the M1. I've never smelled anything like it. I thought there was a dead cat or I'd cut the cheese or something. It was awful. Stinky roads. Stinky roads. Keep us informed on the stinky roads, Alice. And indeed, if you're driving around today somewhere and it's stinky, 08459 455 555. 6.16, it's Friday the 20th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A residence group in a Hertfordshire town say they are concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street close to a newly opened drug rehab centre. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission. And in sport, England are hoping they can stay in the World Cup by using maths. Maths? In a sports tournament? You're nuts! Why don't you use football skills? BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni. Gardeners wanting to rid the... I haven't got time for that. I want to squeeze... No, I haven't got time for that. I need to squeeze in as many Jerry Goffin songs we can this morning. The Beatles, Lennon and McCartney, when they were starting out, huge fans of Goffin and King, and they said something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing slightly, Beatle maniacs, if we could be half as good as Jerry Goffin and Carole King, then we'll be... They, they wanted to be the British Jerry Goffin and Carole King, and they, they said if we could do that... Which we'll, was which? Who? 
Well, who was, who um, was, who was Jerry and who was Carol? Uh, Paul would have been Carol, yeah. melodic, um, upbeat, and Lennon would have been Goffin, dark, macabre, and a little bit twisted. <laughs> It's a morning of Jerry Goffin songs. We've got some cracking ones that you won't know that he wrote, but he wrote them. And man, the man was a legend. I had his phone number. I had Jerry Goffin's phone number. And I was planning to phone him and interview him. And I never did it. Never got round to it. What a plum. 08459 555555. Hey, heading out to St Albans later on. Planning on taking a taxi. Think again, sunshine. They're on strike. The strike started around 20 minutes ago and will last 24 hours. The row is over the use of an extra rank to pick up late-night drinkers, which has sparked confusion and anger. Well, Justin Dealey is live in St Albans now. Morning, Justin. Ian, good morning. What are they saying? Well, I have to say, um, the atmosphere is uh, very tense here this morning because uh, some taxi drivers have actually arrived here in St Albans and they are not on strike. I'm going to play you some audio, which I recorded a few moments ago, which is... Um, Let's just say, interesting. It's too early. Go home then. I work every morning, 5.30. It's too early. What? It's too early. What do you mean it's too early? Six o'clock. I start my shift at 5.30. So you carry on. Yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm by my car. I'm number one on the rank. So you carry on. I am carrying on. I'm asking you, leave me alone. Your car's over there. You're not working. You're not working, so go back. Get off the rank. Okay, can I I just say, I have recorded that. Can I ask you why you're not on strike today? Because I don't agree with what they're striking about. You know, I'm sorry to say, I don't want to divide everybody, but my beliefs are my beliefs. They're not going to change them. 
So you think this strike today will make no difference at all moving forward? We need somebody educated to look at the bylaws. What does the bylaw state? The bylaw states that if you're 10th in the queue and a customer approaches you to pick up, you have an obligation to provide that service to that customer. The queuing up is a moral understanding between drivers. Thank you. It's a very tense as a responsible, As a responsible mm. media consultant, mm -hmm. It's your duty to look at the laws. Tell me about the bylaws. Tell me what's so wrong well, with the bylaws. You can get the copy of the bylaws from the St Albans can Council. Can you tell me yourself? I'm not a solicitor. I've just, I've just told you the bylaw. The bylaw states that if a customer approaches you, you're for hire, then you have to pick them up. You can't refuse them without reasonable grounds. Being available and for hire, if the booking is in your borough, you have to pick them up. So if I'm 10th in the queue, I have to pick them up. So whether I'm 15th in the queue at the feeder rank, I've still got to pick them up. I can't refuse them. You can't tell them, get lost, go and use somebody else. It's a moral understanding between drivers. Please, can you use the vehicle in front? If the customer says, no, I don't want to use the vehicle in front, I want to use you, you can't refuse him. Yeah, okay, that's the big problem for you. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. So, uh, conversations happening very early in the morning. Uh, one of those taxi drivers who is on strike today is Mohammed Khan. You've uh, um, had a row with somebody already this morning. In layman's terms, we are quite short on time, but uh, explain to our listeners why you are on strike today here in St Albans. The reason being our health and safety is being undermined by having two ranks operated on either side of each other and um, especially the public that is coming out between half two to half three are, are somewhat uh, um, you know too unfit to be taken home and therefore we were asking the council to put the thing back to normal as a feeder rank as it was for the last five to six years which has been working very well it's all, all about crowd dispersal which is being lumbered onto the taxi trade rather than the police and the authorities doing their job at night time. Some people aren't on strike, as we know. Um, how many people do you think are going to be on strike for the next 24 hours here? Well, from um, what we gathered over the last few days, we are hopeful, majority will, but of course you never get 100% in any dispute. So we do expect some of these people to work. They're not going to be all off work. Um, we would like them to be off work so we can um, put our point across to the council. We've always been forthcoming towards the council. Uh, and this has been forced upon us and jeopardising our health and safety. OK, just lastly, you're very unhappy about this uh, second rank, which is uh, very near to uh, the nightclub here, Vida, over the weekend. That, that, that's what your issue is about here. Um, just lastly, I believe that you have refused a meeting with the council. Is, th is this true? Uh, we haven't refused a meeting as such. Um, the fact is that they don't intend to change their, their stance because they... Well, why don't you go meet them then? Pardon? We have met uh, uh, a deputy chief on Tuesday, which we thought the meeting went quite well, although that was a separate meeting to this issue because it was an official complaint that we put forward uh, to the council over what took place in the last uh, two months across the road um, by the police and the council. Um, but uh, the reason we haven't gone in there because they've informed our solicitor that they do not intend to change their stance, so it's pointless going in there, wasting our time and their time as well.
And that's why you're on strike today. There you go, Ian. That was uh, Mohamed Khan, a taxi driver here in St Albans. He's on strike. The strike started at 6am this morning and will go on until 6am tomorrow morning. Great stuff. I just need to clarify one thing uh, for legal reasons. Uh, I believe the gentleman earlier referred to you as a responsible broadcast media person. Mm. Just have to clarify, you of course are an irresponsible <laughs> broadcast media person, Justin. Absolutely. For any confusion I, there. I was surprised by that term, but there you go. Hey, listen, uh, mm. going off on a complete tangent, I know you're... Where, where are you off? You're off to Bletchley, aren't you? Yeah, the home of our big tour. Home of the big tour. Yeah. Where, where, do you know whereabouts you're going to be heading so I'm people gonna, can keep an eye out for you? Yes, Queensway. Okay. So I'm going to be Queensway and Bletchley. Okay, so if you, if you want to meet Justin and uh, come on the air, go there. Uh, d- sad news, Jerry Goffin, one of the greatest so- song co-writers, has passed away. Yeah. Uh, we're playing some great stuff. We've had the Monkees, we've had the Beatles. Now, here's one I didn't know that he did. Go on. Uh, Roberta Flack and Peebo Bryson. Tonight I celebrate my love. Did he really? Oh. That's a surprise for me. Yeah, we should we have a little bit of that. Oh, classic. Justin, speak to you later. Thanks, boss. Come on, man. This is this is cheesy but great, isn't it? Isn't it?
Cheesy as heck, but wonderful, wonderful. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors, major routes looking much quieter than usual so far this morning. Both the M1 and the M25 showing no delays at the moment. Got some roadworks in High Wycombe to watch out for on the Marlow Hill. There are temporary traffic lights at the Marlow Road, which is just by the leisure centre. Public transport, that's all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A residents group in Hertfordshire Town say they're concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street in Waltham Cross close to a newly opened drug rehab centre. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission. The Trust's three main hospitals at Amersham, High Wycombe and Stoke Mandeville were re-inspected in March. And a 24-hour strike by St Albans taxi drivers is underway that could leave pub and club goers Stranded tonight, the row is over the use of an extra rank to pick up late-night drinkers. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. And England are on the brink of World Cup elimination. Cavani just outside the penalty area. Flicks it towards the far post. There's a chance! Oh, and it is Luis Suarez! It had to be that man! Luis Suarez with a firm header into the far corner of the net. Sturridge evades two players. Feeds it on to Glenn Johnson. Johnson moves into the penalty area. Johnson feeds it. Rooney equalises. England have equalised. Suarez is onside. Into the penalty area. Suarez makes it 2-1. Lashing the ball past Joe Hart. And that could be the death knell for England. And Stephen Gerrard says his Liverpool teammate was the difference between the two sides. He's world class. You know, he's deadly in front of goal. He's clever. He's cute. Um, You know, he nearly scores off two corners. And he gets two other chances to to be clinical and he takes them both and this is a player who hasn't played for five weeks so everyone in the dressing room was well aware of of Lewis and his ability and uh, it it was certainly his night tonight Italy and Costa Rica meet at five today only an Italy win will keep England in the tournament also today it's Switzerland versus France at eight Honduras versus Ecuador at 11 elsewhere yesterday Colombia beat the Ivory Coast 2-1 Japan and Greece drew 0-0 England's cricketers start the second test against Sri Lanka at Headingley this morning Ian Bell will become the 12th man to reach a century of test appearances for England. Bedford Rugby Club's Aaron Morris starts at fullback for England under 20s in this morning's Junior World Cup final against South Africa, which kicks off at 8.35 in New Zealand. And practice starts this morning for Sunday's Austrian Grand Prix. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 7. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Do you know what I hate? In all forms of media, be it uh, television, be it radio, uh, or in printed media, I I, I really dislike casual sexism. Looking at your bum, oh, aren't they fit? I don't like that. I don't know if you're a fan of it. What, casual sexism? No, generally frown upon it. Page 23 of The Sun. (sighs) World Cup fitballers. Jeez. 
Zerdan Shakiri, on- Andrea Pirlo and Olivia... G- Let's just put pictures of hot footballers. They called them fitballers. Jeez, these guys, these guys are trained athletes. They're artists, some might argue. They are at the peak of their game, literally and indeed metaphorically. I think it's disgusting that they haven't included any members of the Spanish football team who are all, to a man... To no, 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 no. Because if I was to put a picture of like some um, beautiful, um, intelligent women, like, but imagine I, I did a feature on beautiful. Uh, uh, there were law- lady lawyers. And uh, they've done that. Clooney's girl. Yeah. Okay. All right. Accomplished lawyer marries graying actor. Okay. Okay. All right. Clooney fine. marries Lucky Buck's lass. If I was to do an article on librarians. Okay. And uh, I was to write a headline like I'm just I'm just thinking uh, on my feet here. Um, um, swing. (laughs) I I would definitely get a job there. They would have you in a second. Swing. That was quite good, isn't it? Maybe in 1992. I know the reference is a little bit date, but then footballers. Mexi. Wing is, I mean, the sh, the sh is. The, I've given you the sh. Yeah. That's sh. Although they don't say that in libraries anymore. Um, what other puns could you do for well, Kelly? You're you're good with words. Oh, thanks. Did I just say that? Yeah. What what puns could you come up with for um, fit librarians? Um. Uh. The I got one. Uh. The dewy-eyed decimal system. That's not... Ba- <laughs> that is a bit contrived. That's a good one. You know what the dewy decimal system is, yeah? No. What? Uh, I mean, how, yeah, sure. how do you find How do you find reference books in a library if you don't know the dewy decimal system? Internet. What? Guys! I bet there are... You, I bet there are kids out there who've never even heard of the dewy decimal system. Sorry? What? Nothing. That was quite good. What was it? Thibrarians. Thibrarians. Yeah. Like Boo- boobrarians. Library bums. Yes! And it's pictures of them bending over to get the books at the bottom shelves yeah. in short skirts using the Dewey Decimal System. system. Library bums. Library bums. Oh, I thought you said berry. That would be wrong. Um, uh, um, les. Hang on. No. What? Oh. No? Lesbrarians. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> Actually, it turns out it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of... It's there a, are publications where they really do um, do centre on that kind of pun. Yeah. Um, uh, you can access them elsewhere. Well, I, I'm regularly subscribing to Lesbrary Bums. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we have a... Shall we... <laughs> I think together, the three of us have just come up with the funniest thing I've ever thought. Shall we have another Jerry Goffin song? Just Quick. N- not, yes, OK.
Come on, man. What he could do, this is this is the the, the, the Jerry Goffin could just sum up in one line, one line, what it takes me a week of radio to sum up. You know, it's a week of shows, he does it in one line. And they used to churn them out, Tim Pan Alley, didn't they? Oh, Matt, they would sit, this is the crazy thing, they would sit in little booths. So you'd have uh, Goffin and King in one booth, you'd have Man and Wile in another booth, you'd have Boyce and Hart in another booth, you'd have uh, Neil, uh, Neil Diamond, Neil Sadaka, all in little booths behind curtains, Churning writing the out. songs. And then you'd get Neil Diamond would pop round and say, Carol, Jerry, have a listen to this. So, and, he, and he starts playing I'm a Believer, and they'd go back round and say, I've listened to this, we've just written, will you, you know, might as well rain until September. It's madness. And you, now, nowadays, it takes Coldplay four years to release an album of 12 songs. Come on, guys, you slackers. Pull your fingers out. Did, is it true it took the Beatles 18 hours or 13 hours to make they their first album? They did their first album in a day. It's about 18 hours, Kim yeah. Kim and Kanye just took five days to work out which photo to release at their it's wedding. It's nuts, guys. Pull your... The, 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 the Beach Boys, the, the Beatles to a certain extent, although they kind of were the, one of the first to stop it. The Beach Boys, re- would, for about three or four years, were releasing four albums. Albums a year, four albums a year. a year. That's not. We want product. We Where want are you, product. Adele? One every three years. It's insane. It's so lazy. I guess the money was different. Yeah, the money was different. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't that much money in those days. Terrible, uh, terrible uh, rights for the writers and the artists. But. Come on, guys. Brian Wilson went mad writing songs. You guys are... I want more pop stars to go mad. That reminds me, I've discovered on... Uh, probably the last one to this particular party, but oh, yeah. um, on YouTube you can find isolated tracks of various artists, famous yeah. songs that you know. Oh, yeah. The Beach Boys ones are crazy. Oh, they're the vocals, so good. They're the vocals, so... T- oh, I mean, I don't yeah. know why I'm surprised. Yeah. But they're so good. They are good. I've got, I'll send you a link for a Beatles one that's surprisingly awesome as well, just their vocals. Anyway, enough of uh, too old people talking hey, here's, a, here's a young person <laughs> okay what have you found in the <laughs> is, that oh. Be- is that beavis or butthead hmm? okay do you know who beavis and butthead are yeah i do okay cartoons you- that are on in tv thank you very much indeed <laughs> <laughs> it was that for what it- 10 minutes yeah man alive mm. What have you got in the papers? My Crystal's Obsession by Posh the Superstitious. What? Victoria Beckham has revealed she has a weird ritual of keeping crystals backstage at her fashion shows. Okay. She prefers pink quartz and black tourmaline stones, also keeps some in her bathroom after she was introduced to their spiritual power while living in... Let's guess where she lives. Let's guess. Let's guess where Uh, she would get such a kooky idea. Not Los Los Angeles. Oh, yes. I, as I've said before, I went on a crystal healing course mm-hmm. once at some um, at a witch's house uh, with four or five middle-aged women who were all looking for something that was missing from their lives mm-hmm. and I was, I was magic they were looking for magic and I was a 19 year old magic maker <laughs> no magic was made we would do psychometry you know what psychometry is it's where you hold a watch and you tell things about someone mm-hmm. we would project auras and we had to feel what the other's auras would do can you imagine I actually did this you were feeling people's auras I was touching up some middle-aged women's auras and uh, we did a little bit of crystal healing. How much of it was pretend? Uh, well, looking back on it, this is, here's the interesting thing. Looking back on it, all of it, all of it was complete bullshit. But how much of it felt real? At the time, all of it. Isn't that nuts? It turns out I was nuts. I was um, one of those nut jobs. It's all, it's obviously, it's, it's all complete bullshit. The crystal's not going to heal you. You can't feel someone's aura. Or can you? Well, I just felt your finger whooshing towards my nose. You then. see? Maybe it's that. Maybe it's just micro, like microscopic disturbances in the air. It's the tiny I hairs could, on my skin. I could, if you... Cause if I was standing behind I'm you, you would know. You wouldn't know. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, because you make a big noise knocking a mouse over. When you've got a cob on, which is... No, actually, that's not fair, because that's pretty much every day. On what? the rare days when you're in a good mood, I can sense it. Yes. I can feel you. Because there's less swearing. There's less swearing, but I can, you, I, I can feel you. No, you can't. I can feel that you are upbeat. That's just cool. Hang on, look at Kelly. Come in. Let's see if we can sense what mood Kelly's in. Okay, just by her she's aura. She's she's walking past. Kelly, Kelly. No, she's going to Lou. Kelly, come in. Come on. I want to. I want to touch you up. <laughs> your aura. Your aura. We'll see if we can sense um, her aura. We we want to touch your aura. Come and stand here, my love. Okay. Okay. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm not. That's uh, okay. Catherine, come and do it. He's uh, he's putting his hands he near her, but not on her. We're, he's trying to feel your aura. Oh, is okay. he? says he actually touched me then. Uh, what are you getting? She's. Uh, what I'm getting is you're, you're tired, slightly hungover, a little bit hungover, a little bit nauseous, but uh, otherwise very upbeat, very happy. You had a great day yesterday. Thanks. Is that well? No, is that right? She's it's also not, suspicious. Do I have to, um, it's not a compliment. I'm just asking. Oh, what was the question? And confused. Oh. She's confused. confused. <laughs> did we did we get your aura right? Sure. There you go, you yeah, see. Yeah, Thanks. Job done. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm a psychic. I'm a psychic. We also know she went to Ascot yesterday. That was hard work, wasn't it? I mean, see, you're really dealing with an empty vessel there, aren't you? <laughs> God, dear. Someone, someone pour something in there. Good morning, Kelly. Morning, guys. There we go. OK. Have we got any news or should we have another, uh, no, another record? Oh, state schools do badly at sport. What? Now, which ones are state schools? They're the ones that... They're the free ones. Yeah, they're the ones that you and I went to. Okay. Right. And, the, and not the ones that you um, would have to pass an exam for or okay. pay for. Okay. The dire plight of competitive sport in state schools means a disproportionately high number of athletes and sports stars are privately educated, says the head of Ofsted. Good for them. Sir Michael Wilshaw, Chief Inspector of Schools, will today warn that too many pupils being let down by head teachers who treat competitive no. sport with suspicion no. or as an optional extra. No, 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 no. They've got it wrong. They've got it wrong. Of course sports people are going to come from privileged backgrounds. It's not because they're taught sport better at school. It's because they go to clubs after school and they go to tennis lessons on yeah. Saturdays. Who's and... going to become a rower but someone who has access to a boat? All of the, Exactly. All of these people that say, oh, no, no, tennis isn't elitist. Uh, yeah, it is elitist. When you're struggling, my boy does tennis, and it, I, do you know, I don't know how much it costs, but it costs. Uh, and it, it may only be a few quid a week. But if you're struggling to feed your children, you're not going to afford that five, ten quid a week to send your, your boys or girls to play tennis. And the household priorities thing comes down to all kinds of facets of life. You're not going to think it's important for children to do fringy things if you're barely scratching together, giving them the basics. Oh, football's not elitist. Well, do you know what? Yeah, it is. If you want to send them to summer football academies and weekend clubs and, and get them the right boots, then, yeah, you're going to have to spend a few quid. And if you're going to be driving them around all the yeah. time, making sacrifices for them. So, basically, what you're saying is, I think, Catherine, we should... Uh, um, abolish sport. Or give more chances and go out and find talent elsewhere. Or abolish sport. Or, or abolish... <laughs> yeah, OK, or... thank you. That, that, that... Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Kingswood on the A41, there are temporary traffic lights around the Kingswood Lane which are stuck on red at the moment and it's causing queues. Also in Luton on the speed sensors at the Kidneywood Roundabout Airport Way looking a little heavy as you head towards the motorway. The M25 anti-clockwise starting to build up around Junction 19 for Watford. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 
6.46, it's Friday the 20th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A residence group in Hertfordshire Town, say, in a Hertfordshire Town, say they are concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street close to a newly opened drug rehab centre. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission. And in sport, England manager Roy Hodgson says he won't resign despite the fact that his team were utter, utter rubbish. Uh, coming up, we'll be speaking to a woman who's fascinated by fascinators. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather BBC Three Counties Radio Thanks very much indeed. Good morning to you. The good news is if you want to wear a fascinator this weekend, you're in good shape. It'll be dry all the way through the weekend and dry today too, but we do have quite a bit of cloud at the moment across the three counties. That's all courtesy of a weak weather front. That is going to pull off towards the south, so what we'll see is increasing amounts of bright or sunny weather developing from the north as we go through this afternoon. And in the best of that, top temperature of 21 Celsius, 70 in Fahrenheit. As I say, staying dry through the weekend, good amounts of sunshine, especially for tomorrow. Temperatures up a notch, up to 22, possibly 23 Celsius for tomorrow. And staying dry on Sunday too. By Monday though, we start to lose the benefits of high pressure. So we'll see some showers developing, potentially moving towards us in the three counties as we go through the afternoon. They could be quite sharp. We'll keep you posted on that one. In the meantime, dry today and through the weekend. What should I write? What can I guys 
Say so Chris Martin, go and sit in a booth with a curtain next to other jobbing songwriters and earn your... No, not you, actually, because your songs are rubbish. But, you know, other people from, like, I don't know, Kasabian or whatever pop groups there are uh, these days. It was Jerry Goffin, who passed away uh, today. Catherine. An adult movie star, David Metch, is suing after education... Never heard of him. I don't think that's the name he used when he was doing his... Films. Movies, yes. Uh, suing after education chiefs in Florida banned him advertising himself as a math tutor. What? So you're not allowed to what? move on. Well, would you want, Well, would you? I'm all for rehabilitation. I'm all for people bettering themselves and, and changing their lives and turning them around. If, if if you were to consider pornography to be, you know, a dark alley, which I some anyway. Would you want your children being taught by a porn star? You just know there's always the temptation. He's going to be doing uh, uh, algebra, then he's going to whoosh, <laughs> rip the trousers off. You know, it's just always I'd probably that. rather him be teaching children than being a plumber. <laughs> or a pizza delivery guy. I hear you have a blocked pipe. I mean, that, that, yeah. that has more... I don't know. What are people supposed to do? Never, never change job? You can't do adult movies forever. And how do they know he did the adult movies? I mean, did he apply under his uh, stage name or something? What? Look at this plum next to him. I know. This guy. This isn't the most. I mean, I was laughing at this, but I was laughing because it's so. It's so. It's so terrible. horrible. It's it's a pictures of a young nurse, a young male nurse. What is he? Twenty something. Twenty one. Like yeah. Um, will you describe it? It's just incredible. He's got an old lady's pants on. But the, what makes it worse is that the old lady's just passed away. He's, this is so what he's is claimed. He's been through her belongings. He's, he's put on these pants. He's texted to a mate, this is what I get up to at work today. What makes it worse is she died. this woman died. Now, whether that's true or not, I, I would su- suspect that's probably not true. Even if it wasn't true, though, it's still incredibly well, inappropriate. Anyone rifling through your stuff yep. while you're in hospital at your yep. most vulnerable. Yep. Oh. And, he's, and what's, you know, he's done it. Okay, that's really high on the stupid scale. He took a thumbs up photo and sent it to his mate. But also, yeah, it's not it's not a selfie. Someone else has taken that photo. So there's well, someone... unless he's used a timer. Yeah, maybe. Okay, but I, I would assume he's got a mate there who's taken it and he sent it to his mate. What an absolute plum! What a, what a stupid. Let's find this boy and let's uh, wag our fingers at him disapprovingly. Yeah, when shall selfies we? go wrong. Yeah. When uh, oh yeah, don't want that. No, talking no, of selfies, you. Kim Kardashian, will you pack it in, please? Put it away. Go and read a book or something. Yeah, yeah, but, but don't read a book on your front wearing a bikini. Read a book wearing a, you know, Actually read dungarees it. or something like that. Should we, we need to do the BBC Introducing track. Oh, yeah. Should we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'll be honest. But I don't know enough about the BBC Introducing system. Well, I don't know anybody. If only Gary Floyd was here or the person who writes Gary Floyd's words, but I don't think they are. Who would that be? Who is that masked woman? <coughs> Got coffee? <coughs> Sorry, I have to right, my voice. Up. Anyway, who, who might be the person who puts the words <coughs> into Gary Floyd's... <coughs> Kelly, you're right. Yeah, I've just got to cough. OK. Who would be the per- <coughs> Could you stop coughing? <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, carry on. Who would be the person? <coughs> Is it you? It's me. Oh, oh, that's what she's doing. Said. You should have said. I'm sorry. You haven't got time for the song now. I didn't now. want to interrupt. OK. So, BBC Introducing, what is it? Oh, so BBC Introducing. It's the show on Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, where they play unsigned bands and artists from Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Oh, right. That's right, but they're really good. Full of talent is the three counties. Why are they unsigned? Oh, hey, guess what? What? Um, I'm presenting on Saturday. Oh, yeah, you've got a show, Saturday? Yeah, 5pm. Wow, I'm busy then, but what is it? 
hey, but you could just go and listen again. My computer doesn't work. For the work. whole week. My, my, my Do internet. Do it on your phone. My phone is um, something really weird with the internet. Come in. I can't mm. do that. I'm filming an episode of Big Brother. But five o'clock, Saturday, yeah. BBC Three Counties Radio, Kelly Betts. What are you doing, Kells? Just talking about stuff. Okie dokie. Playing some songs. Like? Like this one. Not this one. Oh, we got, we're but, running out of time sorry. for this one. Okay, so this is our introducing track of the week. Um, it's by a production duo Ooh. called One Bit. And this one is bit, song. One bit. One bit in heaven. Can you touch me? Uh, we we really, literally haven't... You. Okay, shall I play it now? Yeah, go on then. You should do that much quicker. Ooh. Production values in my mum's bedroom. Crashing upon this frozen tide, shattering all the words between the lines that'll never come back. This melody still plays in my mind, an imprint in time left undefined. Yeah. It's not about you. You think you're gonna sleep on a snake? 
Respect, boss, yeah? I'm more than happy to remix any of the BBC introducing tracks that are sent in. I'm very... Vi- oh, was that not part of the original mix? I got a little surprise for you guys. No, I was <gasps> laying down some fat ones wow. while that song was playing. I got a fat one out and I laid it down. You were dropping some tracks. Who are those guys, Kelly, and how can I get in touch with them to offer them my superstar DJ services? At One Bit Music on Twitter. Guys, you can contact me. Uh, at Ian Lee. On Twitter. We His were, name is spelt with two eyes. We were talking yesterday, you missed this, about badminton. No, yeah. And now it's rubbish. Mm. And we concluded it was. And I was picking up the ping pong. Ah, ping pong! And I'm now watching... Just go, just go on the internet, onto the YouTube video ser- serving system, type the most humorous table tennis match ever. I typed ping pong comedy. It's titled The Most Humorous Table Tennis Match Ever. Uh, it's uh, Chong Chi Young. Can you have fun while playing sports? You, these guys are really ripping it up there on the ping pong table. The ping pong massive. It is, it's art. It's art and it's wonderful. It's a wonderful. Alice? <laughs> Yes. Little, uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, we're a little bit laid back this morning. We're a little bit relaxed. Simon upstairs, we're a little bit relaxed about the timings and the show and the Which travel. Which is, is it hilarious? It's the on. one that's got eight million views. This one. Google it. We're just a little bit relaxed today, Alice. So that's okay. Nothing wrong with being relaxed. Like. It's Friday. You know? It's Friday. Friday. Loosen your top button and your tie, your stiffs. Let's relax. Um, but ne- let's not relax too much, Alice. And in fact, your attitude this morning really has been um, <laughs> has been unnecessary. So we're going to do the travel. See if you can pick things up a bit. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Kingswood on the A41, there are temporary traffic lights around the Kingswood Lane which are stuck on red and that's causing queues at the moment. The M25 anti-clockwise looking slow now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, this table tennis match, it's not laugh out loud funny. It's not really even laugh a little bit funny. Well, it's, it's internal chuckles. Um... Just some guys playing ping pong. It's not hilarious. They're just using the. Oh, for goodness sake. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, residents' concern after needles found in Hertfordshire Town, Bucks Hospitals out of special measures and England on the brink of World Cup exit. BBC Three Counties Radio. A residents' group in Hertfordshire Town say they're concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street close to a newly opened drug rehab centre. A member of the Residents' Association in Waltham Cross claims to have seen the needles and other drug paraphernalia in Swanfield Road. More from you and Duncan. Jamie Mon took photographs of the needles, which he claims could be linked to the nearby Hugel House Drug Rehabilitation Centre. But CRI Spectrum, which runs the centre in Swanfield Road, denies the needles belong to anyone using its service. The firm says it doesn't distribute these needles and believes in protecting the health and safety of the local community. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission that had been concerned about the number of patients dying while under 
under hospital care. The Trust's three main hospitals at Amersham, High Wycombe and Stoke Mandeville were re-inspected in March. Police in Milton Keynes have thanked the public following the end of the third trial over the murder of two teenagers. Two people are already serving life for the shooting in Fishermead in 2011, but yesterday two other men who were at the scene were cleared. Detective Chief Inspector Jill Wooten is from Thames Valley Police. We are very grateful for the witnesses in this case uh, and also the community that have supported this case because you know, we've had three trials now over three years and it's a lot to ask people to keep coming forward to give that evidence and without the support of the witnesses and the community we would be unable to do our jobs. Internal government papers seen by the BBC say ministers are in danger of breaching their self-imposed cap on welfare spending. It's because the cost of the main sickness benefit, the employment and support allowance, is rising faster than expected. The government says it's determined to keep welfare spending under control. A 24-hour strike by St Albans taxi drivers is underway that could leave pub and club goers stranded tonight. The row is over the use of an extra rank to pick up late-night drinkers. Madassi Yassin is the General Secretary of the Taxi Association. The whole issue of the rank, I mean, we've, we said from day one that they have no idea what they're doing. We have, you know, legitimate concerns and makes what is a very stressful and difficult job even more harder. In sport, England are on the brink of World Cup elimination. Liverpool's Luis Suarez scored twice as Uruguay beat Roy Hodgson's side 2-1. I thought we'd done well enough to get back in the game to 1-1. I thought even, to be honest, we could go on to win the game. At that point, we had quite a, a dominance, but um, we came here with such high hopes and we've not been able to deliver. And uh, it's a major, major sadness for me. And England will be eliminated today if Italy fail to beat Costa Rica. The weather, a mixture of sunshine and cloud, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. This is a good community, good area, so I like it. And all this week, we're featuring Bletchley. Went to school here and I still live here. Come here and people know your face and they'll say hello to you. It's all about where you live. I like Church Green Road. I won't go anywhere else. Bletchley's the nicest place to live, especially for families. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. you wear your ring around my neck Morning Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, great rehearsal there guys, let's do one for real Busy, busy show this morning, lots to talk about, rehab row, taxi tirades and if you could choose your own national anthem what would it be? For you, not the country for you, your own national anthem Here's a question. Here's a question. Do you know what the saddest piece of music in the world is? Catherine, what would you say the saddest piece of music in the world is? That song called uh, Honey. Sorry? That song. Which one? Honey. About the... Honey, come back. I just can't... T- that one? The one about the wife that passes on. Um, honey, 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 honey. I don't know it. Or, or Seasons in the Sun. Well, that's not sad. I mean, oh, that's just sad. rubbish. It's sad and it It's repeats. not, that can never be sad because we all know the real lyrics are we had joy, we had fun, no. flicking bogeys in the sun. Oh, that's... right. That's not the lyric I was thinking of. Oh, really? Oh. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Can we find... I don't know if we'll have this on the system. The, I don't know, and this is... You know, there's a lot of sadness in the world and uh, we, we should have music to... We should ce- have some more? Is that what you're saying? We should make happy people sad. We should have music to celebrate sadness. And the saddest piece of music in the world, if... if um, anyone breaks up with someone, if anyone dies, if anyone, uh, you know, if, if you, you stub your toe and you're struggling to find the tears, we can't always cry when we want to, OK? Then you need to listen to the closing theme of The Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, look at that. Isn't it just? When he's walking off on his own, he, isn't it? And because he, he can't stay in one town because he'll turn into the Hulk. You got it. Oh, it's so sad. Can we find that? Yes. Can we find that? Because there'll be people who don't know <gasps> the closing theme to The Incredible Hulk. Think EastEnders when it goes to black and they just play it on the piano. Yeah. And then make it ten times sadder. And imagine a man who... Um, you Don't make him angry. You would not like him when he's angry. He can't help it. He can't help it. It's a genetic experiment gone wrong. Yes, he can use his force for good, but people want to put him in a prison. I only ever saw half of The Incredible Hulk at any one time. Wow, really? Because I got so frightened when he turned green. I would yeah. hide and come out when he'd gone normal again. So uh, I missed all the good bits. <laughs> I used to love The Incredible... Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby, I think, died a few years ago. Uh, he was The Incredible... I used to have a poster. I got it from the TV Times... Uh, of the, it was before morphing, so it was it was really badly done. Of the transformation from David Banner to Hulk, and it was wonderful. We're going to find the saddest. Let's but if you want, it. if you want to give us a call this morning and tell us if you think you can find a piece of music sadder, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. While you're doing that, we'll we'll go on to slightly more serious things. Whenever we hear plans of a rehab centre in a residential area, we also hear concerns. But it would seem the fears of neighbours in Waltham Cross may have been justified. Barely three months after the opening of a drink and drug recovery centre in Swanfield Road, the head of the local residents' association has photographed needles and drug paraphernalia lying about in the street. Well, that person is Jamie Monty. joins me now. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. Jamie, you were against this facility from the start. Why? We were indeed. Although we appreciate the work that CRI do, um, the majority of the facilities that they operate throughout the borough um, are on light industrial units. Um, the first location that they chose was next to an infant school, and then the second location that they chose for the area was the one at the top of Swanfield Road in Waltham Cross. We weren't exactly against the services that CRI wants to provide in the area. It was more the location that they were... So you, you're happy for them to provide the services, but, but not, metaphorically speaking, in your backyard? Indeed, and, and likewise, you know, the majority of these services that they operate, they're on light industrial units, they're in town centres. Why would you not um, want them near, near you? Research in previous history, um, the police design service actually noted grave concerns with regards to this building that they'd chosen prior, um, and that was done at the planning stage, that the police design service weren't exactly thrilled at the... Um, design of the building. So it was already sort of like looking as if it wasn't fit for purpose. So are you saying the problem is with the design of the building building or the location? It's both the design and the location. So so why didn't you want it near you? Basically because we didn't feel it was right to have it in a residential area. Why? As As our fears have profounded, it overlooks people's back gardens. Okay. Um, so there's a lack of privacy. Um, the but but other people's houses, o- other people's houses overlook other people's back gardens, don't they? 
Indeed. So, yeah. so what well, I don't know. So I don't quite know the problem of, of of it being drug users who overlook your back garden. Well, an, an office block that's usually open nine to five, Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um, this obviously is, wasn't going to be operating nine to five, Monday to Friday. So there was going to be added pressure to congestion on the streets. It's a very narrow footpath. Um, so we were obviously concerned about people now having to go outside to smoke. Right. Um, there was fear of the needles, the street drinking not being managed. Um, and again, this is all things that are now starting to, to sadly come true. You know, we had an incident where we had a lady walking up the street with half a bottle of vodka in her hand, yeah. promptly swore half the bottle of vodka, put it in the road, um, and then proceeded to walk into CRI. Um, to receive uh, counselling, and obviously that's not acceptable for local residents to be seeing things like that. Okay, I'm assuming you spoke to the facility about that incident and the other incidents. We have indeed, and, and, what, what and ironically, they said? And, well, ironically enough, um, the, the, the response from Boxbourne Council was that although the person concerned was seen on CCTV camera, the area is in a no drink mm. zone. However, no action can be taken against the person involved because the CCTV footage can't be used as evidence. So it makes a tad of a mockery out of the, the area being in a okay. no-drink zone. But sorry, Jamie, you said you'd spoke to the facility about that incident and other incidents. We had, yeah. And, and what have CRI Spectrum said about, about that? They're trying their best to manage the situations and we don't seem to be seeing any way forward. And if this is the best that they're doing, we're, we're finding laughing gas canisters on the side of the street, uh, people congregating on the wall opposite, drinking prior to going in. Um, it's not a very good start, considering that you'd expect everything to be tipped off within the first six months. You know, we've how not even you... got to the six-month stage and we're experiencing... Issues. How do you know these, um, th- this paraphernalia comes from this facility or is associated well, with this facility? You know, we never had it prior to this. We, we have an issue with street drinking in the town centre, um, but not in the residential streets around the town centre um, to the extent that it's beca- become now. Um, and considering the area is in a no-drink zone, it's just an impossible task for the police to manage. And especially when you've got CCTV footage... And it can't be used as evidence. Uh, CRI say that they don't issue the sort of needles that you photographed. No, they, 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 and that's quite right. But then who's to say that the person that goes there would only use CRI needles? Mm. And you had um, no instances of finding needles or people drinking in this street before this facility was there? None at all? We did have, but not in in the residential areas. It was more located towards the high street. And, and how far away? How far away is the high street? I, I don't know the area particularly. Well. How far away is the high um, street from where from where you found these needles? Twenty twenty terraced houses together. Oh, so not so not not far then. Not exactly. So there, there is there is, and I'm not disputing you, Jamie. I'm just I'm just trying to you know look get the whole picture. There yeah. is a chance that the drug use from twenty houses away has spread out ever so slightly. It's spread out a couple of hundred mm. meters. Indeed, and nobody can nobody can say for one hundred percent sure whether it is CRI or it isn't CRI. What do you want and done, nobody, Jamie? Um, basically, I want better managing of the of the centre. 
Um, at the end of the day, you know, these are fears that residents had beforehand. We were assured that the centre wouldn't be opening after five o'clock of an evening. That's quite quick, clearly not the case when we've got ambulances rocking up at quarter to seven at night. Um, it, for instance, last night there was something going on in the building at 11 o'clock at night. Um, a, a transit van turned up at 11 o'clock at night and proceeded to let itself in. You know, um, this was all things that weren't going to be happening and sadly residents were assured the fire exit out the back won't be overlooking residents gardens we'll we, we promise we'll close the door we promise people won't be congregating on that stairwell <laughs> well the warm weather's come and people are congregating on that stairwell jamie I, 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 please don't think i'm putting words into your mouth but but you, you don't want things improved do you? you you want it closed down would that be my ideal that would be my ideal and I appreciate that people need help, and I appreciate people need to be offered help. That's not the issue. The issue is that the majority of the units that you operate are in light industrial units. This area is not a light industrial unit. The police design service don't think the building is great. They also recommend, and the documentation that recommends that these places need to be in town centres or in light industrial units. To be honest with you, the amount of publicity that the buildings had prior when they were even trying to get next to a, an infant school first off, mm. the bad publicity that they've had, it's now not fit for purpose for people visiting to get help because they're scurrying in, scurrying out, because everybody knows what they're going in there for. Jamie, we have to end it there. We're out of time. I hope you feel you had a fair crack of the week. That's Jamie Mond, um, who is uh, from the Residents Association, who's upset about this. We would love to uh, now be able to say, here's Bernie Casey, Regional Director at CRI Spectrum. But uh, they didn't come on. Didn't want to come on the show. They've sent us a statement. Uh, Catherine read, the, uh, it, read it in its entirety about an hour ago. Um, and uh, if you want to hear it, you can go and have a listen uh, on the iPlayer. 08459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors at the Clop Hill roundabout, the A6 southbound building up as you head towards the roundabout. And on the M25, anti-clockwise, slow going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also quite heavy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. <clears throat> he clears his throat. He looks at the clock and he says, it's 7.16, it's Friday the 20th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A residence group in a Hertfordshire town say they are concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street close to a newly opened drug rehab centre. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission. And in sport, Luis Suarez says his country's 2-1 World Cup win over England brought him retribution against his critics in England, who said he was a bitey, bitey, nasty man. BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, the saddest piece of music in the world ever. BBC Introducing. Starting tonight, BBC Introducing is putting on one of the biggest shows we've ever done. To celebrate the summer solstice, we're going to bring you 24 gigs in 24 hours. We'll be live across Beds, Hearts and Bucks with artists such as Luke Pickett. 
Alex Bay. Natasha North. Follow us live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and hear the highlights on Saturday night during BBC Introducing from 8. BBC Introducing 24 gigs in 24 hours on the longest day of the year. Starts tonight here on BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Introducing. Well, I've uh, got some sad news for you. Oh no, uh, Doctor, what's that? I'm afraid, uh, I'm not actually a doctor, I'm a vet. I'm afraid that we've had to put your dog down. Oh, that's sad. You can cry if you want. Ah, I don't really feel like crying. I'm not really a crying type. Hang on a second. Got some sad news. What's that? Had to put the dog down. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, the saddest piece of music in the world. Just pull off in your car, sit back at home, stay in bed, and have a little weep. You'll never find a piece of music sadder. If you think you can, 08459 455 544. We're kind of on a musical vibe today. We started off with uh, the sad news that Jerry Goffin had died. And we played some great Jerry Goffin songs. We're now talking about the saddest piece of music in the world, apropos nothing. Uh, and also, if you had your own national anthem for you, what would it be? 08459 455 555. Some sad news. Justin Dealey's doing a show tomorrow between 9 and 12. And Kelly's doing one at 5 o'clock. I've just had an email. I've just had an email. Go on. Helen Lee. Yeah, like Helen. She's nice. I miss Helen. <laughs> I miss her! I don't see her enough. No! She was in the office the other day. I barely said hello to her. I know, but I used to work with her years ago. I don't speak to her now. <sighs> she said... Theme. Theme from Love Story. <laughs> I don't remember the theme from Love Story. How does that go? How does the theme from Love Story go? Uh, um, can someone phone up and sing the theme from Love Story, please? I know it, but I can't think of it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I can't think of it. And you'd have to be pretty hard. Yeah, I know it's Ali McGraw, and I know it's um, who is it? It's one of the, it's O'Neill, and I know that she dies of cancer. But is that? I mean, weigh that up against a man who's been infected by gamma rays. He can never love. At least they loved. He can never love because he turns into the Hulk. He can never feel love or experience it because he would turn into the Incredible Hulk. So he has to move from town to town trying to buy a new pair of purple trousers. Gary from, Gary's, uh, from London. Good morning, Gary. What, what are you? I know, it's, t- it's sad. Uh, I mean, I, I, ca- I can't... I can't... No, listen, I can, I can, I've got the antidote to the Hulk music. I can't do it. I've got the antidote to the Hulk music. Do you want it? Okay. 
Oh, no, hang on, that's the wrong one. No, that's... That's the wrong one. Oh, crumbs, hang on. Oh, gosh. Hang on. Oh, I can't stop it. No, that's... That's, um... That's that... Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's not the antidote to the whole music. Hang oh. on a second. Hang okay, on a second. Right, here we go. Okay. Oh, the... oh. So we've, we, we, we've just... We've, we've been crying. We've just... This is, by the way, this is the music... No, no, this... I can... no. no, 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 don't worry. This I is... Can't. No, okay, hang on, right. It's... Oh, gosh. No, hang on a second. It's all gone pear-shaped. Right. But then... I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. Oh, gosh, the two mashup. Being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I can't do it, Gary. We're going to be stuck. That's the music I want played at my funeral, by the way. The, the Incredible Hulk theme, not yeah. the boa constrictor. As the coffin hurtles at a very slow spa- speed behind those curtains, I want the music from the Incredible Hulk to be played, ladies and gentlemen. I want oh. everybody weeping like a baby at my F. Now, uh, what's, what would you like to say, Gatford? Well, I, I, I'm very upset. But a, a sad, a, 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 not as sad. But everybody. Well, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? We're not. The phone-in isn't pieces that are not as sad as the Incredible Hulk theme. The phone-in oh is God. pieces that are sadder that. than the Incredible Hulk theme. All right, then I'll put my life on the line. Okay. Everybody hurts, Arya. Oh, for goodness sakes! He's banned for a month. He's banned for. He's banned for the rest of June. Everybody hurts by our. Uh, are you having a laugh? <laughs> Someone, <laughs> I don't get football jokes, but I get this. The Incredible Hulk theme should be played as our tum, thumb, uh, team thumb a lift to the airport, says Keith. Thank you. Uh, 08459-455-555 is the uh, telephone number, should you wish to um, give us a call this morning. We're trying to find uh, a piece of music um, that is sadder, that is indeed sadder than the uh, theme tune from The Incredible Hulk. I I bet you can't, ladies and gentlemen. I bet you can't. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If uh, you want to give me uh, a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, Now, if you want to get a taxi in St Albans High Street, then think again, because they're on strike. The strike started about 20 minutes ago. It's going to last 24 hours. The row is over the use of an extra rank to pick up late-night drinkers. It sparked confusion and anger. Well, Justin Dealey spoke to cabbies in St Albans earlier. Now, Mohammed, the reason you're on strike is because of this second rank, which has been in operation since November. It's very close to the nightclub here, Club Vida. Uh, why do you think this is so dangerous for the public and, and ultimately yourselves? Well, let me inform you. Only um, not last Saturday, the Saturday before this, um, there was such a big fight out there. A police officer actually got punched and knocked out to the ground. We have photographs to prove that. And they want us to be in that beehive where, you know, the police can't handle them. How are we supposed to handle these people? So what's the big difference here? I'm trying to get my head around this. So from where this new second rank is, you're literally a matter of 10 yards away from the initial rank. So, So what makes that new rank so dangerous? Well, when they come out in groups, of course, they're all hyped up um, and, um, you know, they're, they're looking for trouble. Uh, what we want them to do is walk across, calm down a bit, get some fresh air and, and then walk over to a taxi driver so he can judge for himself what, what they're like for him to be uh, safe or not and carry them home. And you're honestly telling me that by, by them simply crossing the road, you think that that will put you in less danger? Well, no, not just crossing the road, Justin. It's the fact that they, they'll, uh, you know, hang about there, calm down a bit, get some fresh air and then slowly break, break the groups up and some walk towards the taxis, other walk the other ways and, and uh, you know, it's less of a crowd. It's less of a danger than it is on the other side when they're in a whole group all hyped up trying to get at each other. Will you strike again? 
if we have to, yes, we will. We'll carry on with this. Was well, Zolfi, you're on strike again, like many taxi drivers here today. Uh, will you go on strike again until the council listen to you and get rid of this new second rank? Yeah, well, we will. You know, we've got to do it. So, you know, if you don't strike, you're not going to get, you know, your things listen to the public and plus the councils, you know. So. Can you afford to keep on striking, though? We can't. We can't afford to keep on striking, but, you know, it's your rights. You have to stand mm. up for it, you know. So, you know, you've got to sacrifice your hours or, you know, money-wise or, uh, you know, whatever. And so, do you think the council have, have really let you down, you and other taxi drivers here? Well... We, even, uh, you know, I had a chat with them and sort of things. So I tried to sort out things, all the nitty-gritty problems, yeah. but, you know, they don't sort of pay any attention to it. So I just ignore you, you. Yeah. Well, that was uh, Justin speaking to cabbies in St Albans earlier, joined now by Madhusa Yassin, who is from the St Albans and Harpenden Taxi Drivers Association. Morning, Madhusa. What's your, what's your beef? Hi, Ian. Yeah, um, it's not really beef. What it is, is the continual intimidation from the police and the council uh, on the weekend nights that has led up to the strike. Um, just last week, uh, the police actually blocked off the other side of the rank and uh, were telling drivers either you're getting onto this side if you want to pick up or you're not getting on here at all. And with the amount of taxis that we do have in St. Albans, you know, if they're not going to be able to park up uh, anywhere properly, they're just going to end up parking outside pubs and clubs, which they, you know, which some of the drivers already do. So, you know, it's just going around in circles at the moment. Why, why strike? What's a strike going to do? It's just going to put you out of well, pocket. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, everyone's feeling it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we, uh, we're going through the processes with the council, but we just don't seem to be getting anywhere with it. Um, it's just, you know, from one from one pillar to a post, in a sense. So um, hopefully, you know, what we're trying to, um, by doing this strike, is just to tell the council that, you know, these drivers are serious and, um, you know, they're willing to do, you know, hurt themselves in, in that case, it's, you know, to make a point. It's fair to say the drivers are divided over this. Not everyone's striking, are they? No, not everyone is. But um, at the end of the day, you know, we did do a mandate and, you know, the majority of the drivers did uh, from the trade come back and say that they were willing to go on strike. So, you know, we we took that, we waited as long as possible. It was only after then, you know, the actual forceful intimidation and harassment by the police on the weekend night that we actually said, you know, enough is enough, you know, can't put up with this. So, so sorry, what do you say? What, what, what's your accusation about the police? Well, the police blocked off the rank. Um, over the last uh, month, uh, probably even more, they've been, you know, harassing the drivers on a regular basis. Well, what do you mean by... Well, harassing is a, is a big word, Mudder. Well, so what, what do you well, mean by harassing? You know, when, you ha- when you have seven, eight police officers, you know, approaching every single taxi driver, asking them, will you be picking up, will you be picking up, will you be picking up, you know, and then you've got enforcement officers on top of that, okay. booking the drivers when they actually cross over the road. Um, call them in for interviews and, and actually put on the interviews that if you don't cooperate with us, that, you know, we will do you for under the miscellaneous act. Uh, and, you know, that is intimidation as far as we're concerned. OK. Well, well very quickly, Mother, so what, what would you like to see happen? Well, we'd like to see it go back to the way it was. Um, simply, it wasn't broken, so why try to fix it? You know, there was no issue with it in the uh, beginning. And those people that they were saying that, you know, they wanted the... Um, you know, dis- uh, disperse from the uh, city centre as soon as possible. They they still hang back there as as per before. 
So we don't understand, you know, why try and disrupt something that was working fine. You know, the issue is uh, also, you know, a lot among the safety issues, you've got the queuing system where, you know, uh, up until half to quarter to three, it's actually the Santander side of the rank that actually moves. So when if this is moving and all those drivers on the subway side are all sitting there, you know, uh, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, it's the queue system where we've been filtering in for the last five years. There's okay. been no, never been a problem. Mudassir, I appreciate your, your time this morning. Thank you very much. Do let us know how that strike progresses. Mudassir Yassin from the St Albans and Harpenden Taxi Drivers Association. 7.30. Oh, hang on a second. 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 Go! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Biggleswade South, the A1 as you head for Letchworth is slow going at the moment. And also in Royston at the Barkway Road where the four-way temporary traffic lights are, the A10 slow going through that section. The M25 anti-clockwise, slow going between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40, but less busy than normal now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. A residents' group in Hertfordshire Town say they're concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street close to a newly opened drug rehab centre in Waltham Cross. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission. The Trust's three main hospitals at Amersham, High Wycombe and Stoke Mandeville were re-inspected in March. And a 24-hour strike by St Albans taxi drivers is underway that could leave pub and club goers stranded tonight. The is over the use of an extra rank to pick up late night drinkers. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England are on the brink of World Cup elimination after the 2-1 defeat by Uruguay. Here's the BBC's chief football correspondent, Mike Ingham. England failed to build on their improvement against Italy, returning to their bad old habits of displaying tension, failing to retain possession and making elementary defensive mistakes. And of course, it just had to be Luis Suarez back after injury, pouncing twice to take advantage. Uruguay controlled the first half with England lacking composure and Suarez lost Jagielka to head in the first. After the break, the South Americans missed chances to make the game safe and when Rooney turned in his first ever goal at a World Cup, the night was heading for a satisfactory ending. Only for the defence to switch off yet again. With six minutes to go, an innocuous long ball was flicked on for Suarez to effectively, if not mathematically, put England out. So Italy and Costa Rica meet at five. Only an Italy win will keep England in the tournament. Here's manager Roy Hodgson. I think it's a big ask. I think that the, the hope is small. Um, had we drawn today's game, I think I would have been tempted even to say that our chances were good because in both the games we've had long periods of dominance, in particular in today's game. So one would have thought we could carry that through to the third game. But now we need Italy to win both of their games and there's no guarantee they'll do that. 
Also today, it's Switzerland against France at 8, Honduras against Ecuador at 11. Elsewhere yesterday, Colombia beat Ivory Coast 2-1, Japan and Greece drew 0-0. England's cricketers start the second test against Sri Lanka at Headingley this morning. Ian Bell will become the 12th man to reach a century of test appearances for England. Bedford Rugby Club's Aaron Morris starts at fullback for England under 20s in this morning's Junior World Cup final against South Africa, which kicks off at 8.35 in New Zealand. And practice starts this morning for Sunday's Austrian Grand Prix. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 8. Call 08459 555 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So it's kind of a music theme show. We started off um, celebrating the magic of Jerry Goffin. We played some cracking Jerry Goffin songs. Uh, we're, uh, now, we've also talked about your, what would your national anthem be if you had your own national anthem. Uh, we'll find out what Kelly Betts is in a bit. And we're doing the saddest songs, the saddest songs that there are. I don't think anything is sadder than this. Oh, man, alive. It's just aching. Aching, isn't it? I don't know how to stop it. That's the thing. There's got to be, um, there's gonna be a button. Let's try... Oh, oh yeah. Thanks very much, Kelly. Um, we've had uh, suggestions of this, though. Hang on. It's, it's the same bit of music, isn't it? Surely it's just the same bit, but higher and faster. It's as if all sad songs have a are from the same family. Hang on a second. Hang on, wait. Wait, here we go. Oh. Where's Ali McGraw these days? Is she still alive? Obviously. It's not as sad, though. Sounds a bit like Dr. Givard. They're well, rocking, they're rocking. Hang on, let's try these. Sounds like towards the end of your sadness, when yeah. you're starting to feel a bit better. Where is Ali McGraw still alive or did she die? She was married to Steve McQueen for a while and she was, without a doubt, one of the most beautiful women in the world and one of the worst actresses in the world, mm. simultaneously in one but Though she's well, She was gorgeous, wasn't she? She was great in the movie Convoy. She's still alive. Is she? Mm-hmm. Oh, how, she'll be, well, I'm going to guess 68. Born 1939. So, yep, 68, spot on. 08459 555. We're playing uh, How Old Is Ali McGraw? What's the saddest music in the world? And coming up later on, we'll be speaking to a lady who is fascinated with fascinators. If you want to take part in the, the show well you're more than welcome to now since our big tour of beds hearts and bucks visited Houghton Regis we've been hearing about the anti-social behaviour problems which have led to the Houghton Chargers cricket club saying they might be forced to relocate you remember this it was we spoke to the captain um the, the motorbikes idiots on motorbikes were, were zipping across the pitch just during the week and creating damage to the pitch which isn't great but also during the cricket games they'd be having a game of cricket and it sounds funny, right? It sounds funny. And do you know what? Once, once... OK, high jinks. OK. But it happens quite a lot. In the middle of the game, they'll, they'll zip across, they'll grab the stumps and, and ride off. Not on. And there is a, this is a cracking cricket team as well, a local cricket team that we should be supporting. They're cracking. They've been told they might get kicked out of the league and out of tournaments if this carries on. Well, uh, the cricket club was told to pay for security patrols after having matches disrupted by youths riding motorbikes across the pitch. The Conservative MP for Houghton Regis, Andrew Salou, told this programme he'd take up specific cases of anti-social behaviour with Bedfordshire Police. Well, Andrew joins us now. Morning, Andrew. Good morning. Nice to see you in. Nice to have you back on again. Thank you very much. Uh, Have you spoken to the police since we last spoke? Yes, I've had a a long conversation with our very good local chief inspector, and she's agreed to ask for... uh, 
um, police community sport officers and special constables um, as far as this Saturday's game is concerned on Saturday afternoon when the Hatton Chargers are playing the Amptill uh, team. Um, what it also, um, the club have said that they're going to put on um, a taster session for anyone who's interested in cricket, young people or, or, anything, or anyone else, between half past 12 and 1 o'clock before the game, which is going to be on Saturday afternoon. So, you know, rather than come and disrupt it, why not come and learn cricket? And it'd also be brilliant if we could get loads of Haddon Regis residents coming to support their local cricket team. You know, I want the people of the town to take the club to their heart. Uh, it's a great club. You know, they want to um, help other people learn about cricket. If you go on their website, which is haddoncharges.play-cricket.com, um, you can find about the coaching sessions that they offer. So this is a club doing all the right things. This is the thing. Uh, I, I am amazed and impressed by about this cricket club they could quite rightfully say do you know what this is stuff this for a game of cricket we're off and they're not they are opening their arms they want to embrace these thugs well they want to reach out to anyone who wants to play cricket and i'm absolutely determined that they're going to be able to play on the green in Hatton regis for any of your listeners that don't know it it's the most beautiful cricket ground it's right in the middle of Hatton regis you've got Hatton hall behind i think there is nothing more wonderful than seeing people playing cricket on an english green in the summer and i'm determined that this cricket is going to go ahead it's going to be played so this saturday afternoon come on people of Hatton regis come out and support your team come and learn to play cricket the club are doing all the right things the police are on side we're not going to let these mindless thugs stop cricket going on in okay Africa. so we're going to get um, a, a, a police patrol of some kind this saturday uh, what about the weeks after that because the, the, the bikers will just go all right lads we're having a saturday off but next saturday we'll we'll get them then I'm a bit more optimistic. The police are absolutely engaged with this. I've talked to uh, Councillor James Jamison, the leader of Central Bedfordshire Council, about this. He absolutely shares my view. We're not going to let these mindless thugs uh, disrupt these games. And the club is reaching out. So, you know, rather than come disrupt it, why not come and learn to play cricket? That's much more fun, much more worthwhile. You're right, it is. Uh, well, it could be perceived by the people... The people that are doing this, they're not going to come and play cricket, are they? They're not going to come and uh, want to put on some whites. They, they enjoy, you know, messing around and disrupting people. Well, so it's very nice, say, it's very nice saying... We'll come along. I mean, if you've got 22 players on a pitch yeah. and you've got a good lot of supporters and spectators around the ground... You know, that makes it a little bit more difficult to be disruptive, doesn't it? And, you know, I just want people to come along, enjoy the cricket. I hope it'll be a good game against Amptill and uh, come and learn to play cricket. They're putting on this taster session between 12.30 and 1. As I said, if you go to the Hutton Charges website, you can find all the coaching sessions. They want to engage with schools. They're doing all the right things, you know, and I'm an optimist and I'm determined that, you know, they're going to be able to carry on playing cricket on, on, on the green and enjoy their league games across Bedfordshire. Uh, so we're going to get police this Saturday. Will we get police on a regular basis? Because that's what that, that's what's required. Yeah, it's great saying let's get more people down there. Let's let's play the game, and and I I, I hope that that's successful. I, I suspect it won't be, Andrew, and I, I suspect that you believe that as well. Are we going to get police every game? Well, I hope we won't need police every game, but I will make Bedfordshire police aware of when the next home games are. Okay. Obviously, some of the games are away. I think we'll take it Saturday by Saturday, match by match. Okay. We'll, we'll learn what's worked, what hasn't worked, what other ways we can reach out to the community. But I can assure you the police are engaged, the, the, the town council and central Bedfordshire council are engaged. Um, you know, I'm taking a very close interest in this. Brilliant. And we're going to make sure the cricket goes on. I wish you the best of luck, Andrew. And, and I, we appreciate you, you, you taking this on personally. That's Conservative MP for Houghton Regis, Andrew Salou. Uh, hey, listen, I hope it works. I hope he's right. I hope that the police presence isn't needed and that more people go and support it and more people go and play it. I'm a bit of a pessimist.
and I suspect that ain't going to work. And I suspect, and I hope I'm wrong, I really hope I'm wrong, I suspect that the the thugs that are doing this, they're not going to want to play cricket. I didn't like cricket. I'm not a fan of cricket. It's a very sl- Any game that takes a break for lunch... You've really got to. You've really got to think about it, haven't you? But let's keep our fingers crossed. It's a story that we've uh, we kind of own on this show, and we will be following it very, very closely. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Biggers is in Hamel. Morning, Biggers. Hello, Ian. How you doing, fella? I'm all right, Biggers. What you got for me today? Uh, I've got a sadder piece of music than your one, mate. Get, get out of here. Go on. What you got? Oh, definitely. Um, it's the R tune theme from Radio One. Oh, gotta be in it. Sing it to me, Biggers. Uh. Steve was just 25 when he met Louise. They fell in love. She was well fit. But Steve didn't know that Louise was cheating on him with his dad. And then, is that the kind of thing I, I, I never really used to listen to? Out, is that the kind of thing um, they do? Can you, not, can you not find it, Ian? Um, let's go to my uh, musical library research team. Oh, top man. Kath? It's in the bottom of your order. Um, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Uh, no, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it is. It's under theme from Romeo and Juliet. Oh, is that? That's the one. Ian thought he knew how to operate Radio Man. He was confident. He was smart. Yeah, he was knocking on 41. Two. Fifty. But then, Biggers rang up. Biggers had it all. Biggers has got nothing. Biggers used to be a DJ. Biggers got nothing. He had the patter. He had the wheels of steel. (laughs) He had Ian in the palm of his hand. He wishes. (laughs) They fell in love. I've saved you. I knew you were struggling. I was building up to you falling in love and then it all going wrong. I knew you were struggling there. So, uh, it's sad, Biggers, but that's not sadder than the Incredible Hulk. I think I've topped you, mate. It's got to be. Okay. It's got to be, innit? All right, Biggers. We'll see. Thank you very much. Oh, 08459 he's got it all. Five, yeah, Biggers. He's got the works. Got some sad texts here. Oh. Uh, the music played in Forrest Gump when the feather is floating in the sky is sadder. I don't know. Um, read the text to sad music. Sorry? Read the text to sad songs so that we can really feel... Yeah, you're right. I can't find the littlest hobo. That's a sad thing. Find the littlest hobo. I can't find it. Find it's it. right it's moved here, on. guys. I'm here. No, the music. Oh. <laughs> I can't find it. We haven't got it. Okay, here we Terry go Bush, apparently. Hmm? Maybe. some sad music. No, this... Oh. Actually, this is sad. People play it as romantic. It's not. They're breaking up. He's going through the motions. Like this. The saddest is anything by Leonard Cohen. That's not sad. That's maudlin. There's a difference between maudlin and sadness. How about an ending Brian Eno? They used it, though... My wife thinks that a song called Shep is one of the saddest. By the way, guys, everybody who sent in a text, there are two D's in saddest. Sadist. Yes, yeah, sadist. <laughs> the different thing altogether. We don't have to say, this is sadist music. Uh, Do you know what he's saying? No, mate, it's French. No one speaks French. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever said. Is it? Yeah. I prefer to what you said about earlier about the um, lesbianariums. Oh, yeah, it's uh, getting towards uh, school time now. Yeah, so let's, so let's not try and get people to explain what a lesbianary bum is. Anyway, he's, yeah, he's not happy. Really? Mm. Uh, it says James Borg is never happy. There's, yeah, I'm, sometimes he's cheeky. I'm going to fuck, right, okay, during the weather, I'm going to find you a brilliant Serge Gainsbourg uh, song and video, which you can watch at your leisure, Catherine. I should have told you that off air, really, it's private. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 London bound, just before Junction 13 for Bedford, there was an accident which is now on the hard shoulder, but it's quite heavy as you go through that area at the moment. On the speed sensors in Chesant, the A10 slow going as you head towards Waltham Cross and the M25. Also in Royston at the Barkway Road, where the four-way temporary traffic lights are, the A10 is heavy going through the area. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. 7.46 or thereabouts. It's Friday the 20th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A residence group in a Hertfordshire town say they are concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street close to a newly opened drug rehab centre. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission. And in sport, England manager Roy Hodgson says he won't resign despite defeat by Uruguay leaving his side on the brink of World Cup elimination. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much, dude. Hello, good morning to you. We start this morning... Dude! Did you say Dude! No. Good morning to you. Oh, I thought you said dude. I do apologise, Sarah. Please continue, continue. I didn't. I didn't know you screamed in my ear like a girl. There, I didn't understand. Wasn't screaming. <laughs> wasn't screaming like a girl. So I was um, um, oh, moaning like a, I was mo- moaning like a man. Dude. All right, dude. dude let's have the weather. <laughs> uh, dude, we've got a lot of cloud around across the three counties at the moment, but largely we're going to see that just uh, start to pull off towards the south and some brighter interludes developing. So we'll have brighter sunny spells through this afternoon. And the best of that, a top temperature of 21 Celsius, 70 in Fahrenheit. The weekend stays dry and settled, more in the way of sunshine uh, for tomorrow. Top temperature in the best of that, 22 degrees. And we'll stay dry on Sunday, but on Monday we'll start to run the risk of some showers developing as we go through the second half of the afternoon and we lose the benefits of high pressure slowly through next week so from about Wednesday onwards things becoming quite a bit more unsettled but in the meantime have a lovely weekend to you thank you to you if you love music you'll love weekends here on BBC Three Counties Radio Every Saturday, Justin Dealey plays the forgotten tracks and your musical memories. There's two hours of rock and roll heaven with Bernie Keith. BBC Introducing brings you local unsigned acts. You cut your teeth on the lack of There's a rhythm in your heart. And the late Paul Barnes plays fabulous tunes to ease you into Sunday morning. Love music. Love Saturdays on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm pretty sure she said dude. I mean, I would, I would stake money on her saying dude. Didn't would she say like d- to hear it again? I'd love to hear it again. OK, bear with me. If only we had the, uh, a playback okay. facility, cassettes or something I like know. that. Hang on, let me just pop this cassette in here. Okay. If you turn it over... Yep. Uh, so it's on the B side. Yep, OK. Press stop. Stop is pressed. Let's have a listen. Thanks very much, dude. Hello. She, she said, did That is a total dude. dude. That is a total dude. That is a total, total dude. Hang on a second. Thanks very much, dude. Hello. Right, I'm going to turn it up. This is really loud. Here we go. Thanks very much, dude. Hello. Thanks very much, dude. Hello. Thanks very much, dude. Hello. There's no to you. That would be thanks very much to you. Thanks very much, dude. Hello. 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 
There's no denying there was a dude. There is no denying she is flying without a licence. She said dude. She claims she says to you she was offended by my interruption of the weather. She had no reason to be offended by my interruption of the weather because I was spot on with my accusation. I put it to you, Your Honour. She says dude. Thanks very much, Dean. There we go. Objection uphill. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Have we got anything for this bit, or should I look at the papers? I'm trying to da- uh, sort out the littlest hobo. So <laughs> would read the you can't sort him slowly. out. You can't sort him out. He's a law unto himself. Oh, I think I could make him stay. Imagine a programme. This is what we used to watch in the olden days, and I don't do old TV because, uh, you know, that's lazy and, and limp and rubbish, and you like it too much. However, what's your favourite national anthem? Um, the uh, Imagine we used to watch a programme about an Alsatian, like a, a, a rabid... Homeless, what do they call it? Stray. Was he an Alsatian? He looked like part coyote. He was something. He was this wild, dangerous dog that would go up, befriend children. This is before, you know, the uh, recent incidents. And uh, would then go and solve a crime or help an orphan. Flipping it. Or bring a family back together. Without giving him fleas. Now, that dog would have been riddled, surely. It would have, it would have been, it would have been fleas. I, I doubt it would have been castrated. Oh. Oh, at least hobo late night. You know, we know what hobos are like. We're constantly trying to move them on. This is this is why we've got spikes outside Tesco's. <laughs> that, wow, we took it there. <laughs> ah, yeah. Okay, that's that's how good I am. Um, the let's have a look at the three. Oh, for goodness' sakes! I've just seen the front page of the Express. Okay, I'm going to say it. Maybe okay. Carrots can fight cancer. Oh. Root vegetables slash, slash the risk of killer disease. Joe Willey, health editor. I mean, seriously. Is it literally, let's just try and find... What? What's wrong, Kels? She's the health editor. Miss Willey, is this literally just, let's go and see if we can make up a story about health... Right, we did, we did Alzheimer's yesterday, and there was a proper story about Alzheimer's, so... And before that, we did... Get me, Willey! Get me, Willie. Willie, we need a. We had a proper story yesterday. We need a made-up one today. Willie thinks. Willie sits there. Think him. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I can't think of a. Hmm. Eating my lunch. Hmm. This carrot. Carrot begins with a C. Cancer begins with a. Carrots can cure cancer. I've got your story, Willie. You are excellent. Come here. Let me give you a kiss, Willie. Carrots could be the key to beating cancer, according to scientists. They contain powerful cancer-busting chemicals. Cancer-busting chemicals! The science is incredible in this piece. Experts at Newcastle University have found the natural compounds known as polyacetylenes protect the plant from attack by pests and diseases. So we've extrapolated and reckon it could beat cancer. Previous tests have shown the compounds can have beneficial effects in tackling inflammation and cancer. They are also found to reduce cancer growth in rats. By the way, if you're at home and you've got cancer, or one of your loved ones has just been diagnosed with cancer, I'm really sorry about this story. Really sorry that it's probably raised your hopes, and then you read it and go, oh, it's bullshine. And there's a picture of some uh, bald men being sad because some uh, millionaires uh, weren't very good at their job. The Daily Mail. Colleen's agony as Rooney and England crash. Well, no, hang on. We could still stay in the World Cup if we have maths on our side. And England invented maths. The other countries can have God. We got the maths. Oh, hang on a second. Daily Mail. Ah, sharp rise in cancer caused by lifestyle. Well, all you've got to do is eat carrots. 
alcohol, obesity and legacy of sunshine holidays are to blame. Hey, did you hear about the, um, the, the tourism minister? Why would you even have a minister for tourism? Flip, just go and get a, You go to the information centre in a town. She uh, said, don't worry about your passport not turning up and your holidays being... That was it. Don't worry about your passport being late and your holidays not turning up. No, hang on. Don't worry about your passport not turning up and not going on holiday abroad. Just go on holiday in England. Who wants to? It's rubbish. Holidays in England. That's it, Catherine, you got it. I can hear it. Yeah, you can hear it, but I can't play it out. Well, it's, I, it, I can hear it. It's bleeding. Your ears are bleeding through. From MP3. There's a voice. I keep on calling me down the road. We all know. We've said this before, and there'll be no one that would disagree. Holidays in England are. I mean, yeah, okay, they're okay. They can be okay, but they're not as good as a trip to New York or Disneyland or France or Spain or the Alps or Hong Kong or uh, Sweden or Italy or Greece or Japan or pretty much anywhere else in the world. Ah, Let's have a look at the sun. Feeling sad now. Feeling quite sad now. This is... uh... The sun. Don't cry, Kai. If Italy beat Costa Rica today, then Suarez and co. lose to Italy, and Daddy scores a couple against Costa Rica, we're through. England's World Cup hopes were virtually blown away last night after they went down 2-1 to Uruguay. A Wayne Rooney goal cancelled out Luis Suarez's opener, which had left the Manchester United star's son Kai in tears as he sat in the stands with mum, Colleen the pants model. But a late second from the Liverpool striker sealed England's fate in Sao Paulo. Roy Hodgson's side can still qualify, but only if we have maths on our side. Thanks so much, dude. Hello. Yeah, she said dude, didn't she? She definitely said dude. Thanks very much, dude. Why would you do that, dude? Uh, the rest of the papers, yeah, it's the front pages. It's the football, in it? It's the football. I, I do think, and Danny Baker said, tweeted this, and I think he's absolutely spot on. All of those chances on the football gravy train on the World Cup, I'm talking to you, Childs, need to come home now. They need to come home. We're out. You're out. You don't get you don't get the full jolly in Brazil, Childs. Kells. Yes. We've had uh, great feedback on uh, if people had to choose their own national, national anthem. anthem. A lot of great calls on that. Thank you very much. You can still give us a call, but maybe ah. we'll. Oh. What's, what's your beef? Can't. I've got no permission to do this. Okay. 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 I've turned your mic off. Uh, oh, she's just whittering onto herself. Ah, Stop it. Oh. What would your national anthem be, Kells? Um, it would probably be a song. By the Beatles, they're the Fab Four, famous in the sixties. Okay. Uh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Do you get high with a little help from your friends? I get by with a little help from my friends. Do you need I'm anybody? Try with a little help from my friends. Do you need anybody? Uh, just need someone to love. 
Could it be anybody? Yeah. OK, well, I'm, I'm glad we followed that. Hey, what's you. yours? Um, mine would be the theme tune to The Littlest Hobo. Oh. Press play now. No. No, Thanks very much, dude. She Hello. says dude. She says dude. By the way, guys, if you just tuned in, this is called Filling. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's the phone number. number. I'm watching Kath have a, an actual breakdown. <laughs> Kath and I and Paul Scoynes today. We're off to see a little bit of theatre. It's not theatre where you sit down. It's theatre where you walk around. Performance. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about that. Yeah, if I get any liquid on me at all of any description, I'm going to give Scoynes a dead arm. I don't. If want anybody knows me. what I could be doing while they're all having a good time, because <clears throat> I haven't been invited. Right, um, it's oh, a grown wait, up. Five, nine, four, double, five, five, Were we invited double, to Ladies' Day at Ascot's? Five. Don't think so, meat. Yeah, but I didn't go with the whole team and talk about it constantly. Well, I'm the not going team? with. We're not going with the whole team. You know. We're going with the grown ups. That's true. Boring. We're also going to a cheese restaurant. And I'm, I'm actually. I've, I don't know if it's anticipation. I don't know if it's my lifestyle. I don't know if the fact that, you know, I, I wake up every morning and, and just question the very reason that I'm here. Mm. I woke up this morning. Here's the thing, right? I woke up this morning. And I thought, Lisa was not in sight. No. And I thought. You asked your friends about her. I thought, why do we do anything? Why do we do anything? What's the point of doing anything? Do you never get that? I woke up. I was in bed thinking. Why do we do anything? Really? I mean, seriously, what's the point of doing anything? What's the point of you going to Ascot? What's the point of doing this? What's For the point fun, of going to a cheese times. restaurant? Good times, it's fun tra- experiences. It, it's transitory. Isn't it? It's fun. Yeah, but the alternative's what? Stay in bed. Or do nothing. Yeah. How are you going to get by on life? I could watch... I've got loads of uh, movies on my How computer. Are you watch it if you've got why are you doing money? that, though? Transitory. Exactly. It's all about amusing yourself. Exactly, exactly. So why do anything? Why even do this? Because you're building something. You're creating I'm building something. a house of cards that will blow down when the big bad wolf comes. I'm building but a house of. Hasn't it been fun building it? No, it's been frustrating and depressing and disappointing. Oh, Ian, it's Friday. Lighten up. Why should I lighten up? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Biggleswade South on the speed sensors, the A1 slow going as you head towards Letchworth. And in Royston at the Barkway Road, where the four-way temporary traffic lights are at the moment, making the A10 slow through the area. The M25 anti-clockwise slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice? Yes. Why do we do anything? Why? Why? Because it's Friday. Woo! Thanks for that, Alice. It's like having a great philosopher on the show. Let's get the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock. The headlines. Residents' concern over Hertfordshire Drug Rehab Centre. Bucks Hospitals out of special measures. And England on the brink of World Cup exit. BBC Three Counties Radio. A residents' group in Hertfordshire Town say they're concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street close to a newly opened drug rehab centre. The company which runs the Hugel House Centre in Waltham Cross denies the needles belong to anyone using its service. Jamie Mond is from the Residents' Association. We don't seem to be seeing any way for 
forward. And if this is the best that they're doing, we're, we're finding laughing gas canisters on the side of the streets, people congregating on the wall opposite, drinking prior to going in. It's not a very good start, considering that you'd expect everything to be tipped off within the first six months. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission that'd been concerned about the number of patients dying while under hospital care. More from Lee Agnew. The NHS Trust was put into special measures last July following a review into hospitals across the country with higher-than-average mortality rates. The Trust's three main hospitals at Amersham, High Wycombe and Stoke Mandeville were re-inspected in March and all have made significant improvements. The Trust will receive further support to improve its performance in other areas of concern, including staffing levels and the speed it deals with patients. Police in Milton Keynes have thanked the public following the end of the third trial over the murder murder of two teenagers. Two people are already serving life for the shooting in Fishermead in 2011 but yesterday two other men who were at the scene were cleared. Detective Chief Inspector Jill Wooden is from Thames Valley Police. We are very grateful for the witnesses in this case uh, and also the community that have supported this case because you know, we've had three trials now over three years and it's a lot to ask people to keep coming forward to give that evidence and without the support of the witnesses and the community we would be unable to do our jobs. Three people including two teenagers have been arrested after a 16 year old boy was stabbed near a school in Milton Keynes yesterday lunchtime. Police are appealing for information about the incident which happened at 12.30 in Phoenix Drive in Leadenhall near St Paul's Catholic School. The 16 year old was taken to hospital with non-life threatening injuries. A 24-hour strike by St Albans taxi drivers is underway that could leave pub and club goers stranded tonight. The rows over the use of an extra rank to pick up late-night drinkers. In sport, Roy Hodgson says he won't resign after defeat by Uruguay left England on the brink of World Cup elimination. Suarez is onside, into the penalty here. Suarez makes it 2-1 and that could be the death knell for England. I'm numb really, um, numb with disappointment and sadness, sadness that some... So many hopes, so many dreams and so much work we've put into doing well in this tournament has, has been blown away. I don't really know what to say. And England will be eliminated today if Italy fail to beat Costa Rica. The weather, a mixture of sunshine and cloud, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Got access to the countryside and it's just generally a good place to live. It's all about where you live. People are quite proud to live here. Get an awful lot of people come and just say how proud they are to be around here. And all this week we're featuring Bletchley. Bletchley is a very nice town, small town. It's a sort of a third town of Milton Keynes, isn't it really? The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past eight, it's Friday. Hope you're having a lovely morning wherever you are. Sleepy eyes. Coming up on the last hour of the show. Rehab Row. the saddest piece of music you've ever heard and we need a little bit of Dealey in our lives don't we if you want to take part in the show you can text 81333 start your text 3CR 
or you can give us a call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm a master mixer. Now, people living near a Hertfordshire rehabilitation centre claim its clients' uh, clients' problems are spilling out onto the street. Literally. Over the past six weeks, needles and other drug paraphernalia have been found in the area surrounding the facility in Waltham Cross. Residents blame people using the centre and say it should never have been allowed to open in their neighbourhood. Unfortunately, no one from Spectrum CRI was available this morning. That's the uh, the company that owns it. But we can talk to Chris Brooks, who manages Clarendon Link, a drug support agency in Luton. Uh, good morning to you, Chris. Good morning. Uh, people were afraid that this would happen. Uh, I, I guess a lot of people are concerned if, if a rehabilitation centre or any kind of centre where drug and alcohol abusers will be there on a daily basis, that they are afraid that it will it will affect the area. Are they right well, to be afraid, Chris? Well, yes and no. I mean, there's been a trend for rehabs um, to be taking people in that I believe aren't necessarily ready for that type of treatment. Um, I mean, residential rehabs can be expensive to run and they have to get people into the beds. Uh, but the problem is, is if you take people that aren't, as I say, not ready for that type of treatment, um, then, you know, the chances are they are prone to relapse, and then you're going to have these types of problems. This centre, I know you don't, you're not talking about this centre specifically, but this centre is a day centre. How, apart from people obviously not staying overnight, how does the treatment in day centre and residential centres differ? Well, I mean, obviously in residentials, you'll, you'll have 24-hour staff um, very often, although there are different types of models. I mean, yeah. there's a couple of private ones in Luton, which, which uh, they, they have their clients staying in houses in Luton. But it, for a day centre... I mean, you're, you're going to get people going there um, whom, you know, maybe do um, groups and stuff like that. But it, it depends on the criteria why they're there. You know, I, I mean, is this people that want to be there? Is mm. this pe- or, or is it people that are almost being forced to be there because they can't get any other type of treatment in the community? Um, you know, that, that, that's the thing. And, and, it, and that is an important issue, isn't it? You're only going to get, um, um, you know, sobriety... If you're ready to get it, you can, you know, you can get a court order or you can get family members sending someone to rehab. But if they don't want to get clean, they ain't going to get clean. Well, this is the, the, the whole debate at the moment. I mean, the government have got a recovery agenda, um, but there, there's confusion because the reality is, is that for a lot of people, the prognosis is a long term one. Um, and there's almost this push to try and get people you know, clean before they're ready to. I mean, that, that's what I honestly believe. And we've seen the same in Luton, as I say. We've had, you know, hundreds of people come to Luton. A fair-sized proportion of people have ended up on the streets of Luton, um, reliant on the economy of Luton. I mean, I know we're here to speak about Hertfordshire today mm. and the, the problems that uh, the residents have over there. But, you know, organisations like the CRI, you know, um, they're, they're paid on, on success. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think that the, they take into consideration the prognosis. It's a recovery agenda whereby you're trying to push people through the system. Um, and sometimes, you know, people need different types how, of treatment. How, well, how would that work? If they, you say that the places like CRI Spectrum and other places are trying to push people through the system. What, what, what does that mean? And, and, and how does, do they get financial gain out of that? Well, they, they, they'll get it from the government. I mean, they, they're picking up a lot of contracts across the country. I mean, they're professional tender writers. Um, but, but, for example, I mean, if you've got someone who's using heroin, 
Um, sadly, the prognosis is a long-term one. You know, there's no two ways about that. Um, now, if you've not got decent, you know, methadone prescribing programs, but there's this push. I mean, the government have said, oh, we want a recovery agenda. People are on methadone too long. Now, that's all very well. But the community want protecting from people that, uh, unfortunately, are not able to stop using heroin. And that's just one example. Um, and what, what we're seeing is, is, as I say, a lot of areas where it's very difficult for people to get basic treatment. And instead, they're given this option of daycare or recovery-orientated um, services, which simply they cannot cope with. And, you know, their chaotic lifestyle continues. And, you know, the community are on the receiving end of it. Chris, there will be people listening to this show, I know because I've spoken to them, who say, oh, for goodness sakes, listen, it's, it's a self-inflicted condition. You take drugs, you, you, your life ends up a mess. Just stop taking drugs. C- can you try and explain to those people why that's not necessarily the case? Well, you know, hundreds of thousands of people take drugs in this country. Some whom, you know, the reality is don't have a problem. You know, you've got lots of people going out raving at the weekend, taking dance-orientated drugs. Um... I mean, the good news, you see, with heroin is that the average age is getting older, so we're seeing a lot less young people getting involved in heroin. Um, I mean, I'm not really answering your question. I mean, the, the, the problem is with heroin particularly, there's no evidence that, that, that you can actually force people off. I mean, some people get into it for different reasons. You know, some people have had traumatic experiences. Um, other people, you know, are experiencing trauma at the moment with the economy and all sorts of things. And... You know, heroin is is a drug that while you're under the influence, it will take all your problems away. Um, you know, and, and and that's it. I mean, you know, you can argue to the cows come home about whether it's a choice or, or, or whatever. But the good news is, is what we've seen over the last 10 years is the numbers going down. But there's a real danger with the, the, the government policy that that number's going to start going up or at least people aren't going to, you know, be stable in the community and with, with these types of programmes, I'm afraid. Chris, I appreciate your time this morning. Uh, keep up the good work. Chris Brooks, who manages Clarendon Link, a drug support agency in Luton. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Waiting for the middle eight that we will never have heard before. There's always a middle eight. The whole world is my home. Here it comes, I think, I would suspect. So if you want to join me for a while, just grab your hat and come travel like that's old style. Maybe tomorrow. No, it's just pure chorus and verse. I'm not messing, messing about here, is he? Straight in there. I'll just keep moving on. Here we go. 
It's about a dog, guys. It's about a dog that solves crimes and helps orphans. Gets families back together. And hasn't been castrated. We don't know. It might be slightly... louse. Yeah. Scoins has got no soul. What well, doesn't like this? He's just emailed in. This is not remotely sad. You absolute cheese end, isn't he? What do they get? What's it called? If you get a big, you get a big round block of wheel of cheese. Is that called? It's called a bell, isn't it? A wheel. Is it a wheel? Okay, all right. You're a big cheese wheel. Because this is sad, you utter, utter... Oh, I'm gonna, really going to hit him today. Cheese wheel. It's, yeah, it's jaunty. There's an underlying pain, isn't it? Of course, it's the pain of a dog. He's got no home. You know I'm free to roll. There's the sad chord. So in your face, scorns, that last chord is actually sad. So stick that in your che- cheese pipe and smoke it. Yeah, you flipping wheel of cheese, your great big cheese wheel. Are you sure they're not called a bell of cheese? No. What's a bell of cheese? Ones. You get baby ones of those. Mini, so you get mini baby bell. Yeah. So what's what's a? It probably is. It's probably a brand name. Well, there's, so there's a mini baby bell, right? So can you get a a big baby bell and can you get a a mini adult bell? And a big adult bell. Probably. Because I would love to sink my teeth into one of those bad boys. Imagine the wax. Well, this is it. The thing about mini baby bells, right, it is a lot of effort for very little reward. No, but it's so much fun. If it's a warm day, it's even harder. You've got to take off the red plastic wrapping. Then you've got to peel the wax. Then you've got to squeeze it out. And then you've got to give it to a child. Mm -hmm. If there was a big adult bell that I could just peel back and sink my teeth into, I would love it. Take them on a picnic! I think it might um, spoil, though, if you had a large one. Yeah. The, the fun about the <laughs> baby is it's bite-sized. You know, you don't want it going off before you've finished it. I don't think... What are we calling this now? I don't think a big adult bell... It, I, 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 once I peeled it back, I don't think it would go off. What's the wax for, then? I would get. I would. I would finish it off so quickly it wouldn't have a chance to go off. Well, you like cheese, obviously. You're a cheese man. I love it. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Bedford, the Brummham Road is heavy going towards the centre of town from Biddenham. And also in Biggleswade South, the A1 still looking slow on the sensors as you head towards Letchworth. In Hitchin, the A602, looking busy as you head away from the centre of town and approach Hitchin Hill. And the N25, anti-clockwise, slow between junctions 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Just to say that Mark Rutherford School in Bedfordshire is closed today because they have no power. The uh, small number of students, though, ah, if you're supposed to be sitting your A-levels, ah, 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 you, you go in. A-levels, you go in and you sit them. That's not a, You've not got permission to bunk off. All the other lessons, though, at Mark Rutherford School in Bedfordshire have been cancelled. Sweet! You got a day off, guys? 
What are you going to do with it? And it's Friday. You've got a long week. You've got a legal long weekend, guys. What are you? Last 45 minutes of the show. If you go to Mark Rutherford School, what are you going to do with your long weekend? And if you are an adult and you're jealous, what should these young people do? They've got a day off. They may not know how to use that day wisely or unwisely. You know what I'm saying? Um, then give us a call and let us know how they can spend their extra day off. 08459 four double five five double five. It's 817. It's Friday, the 20th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A residents group in a Hertfordshire town say they are concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street close to a newly opened drug rehab centre. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission. And in sport, Luis Suarez says his country's 2-1 World Cup win over England brought him retribution against his critics in England who don't like him because he bites people. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks All the people seem friendly enough And all this week we're featuring Bletchley The best things in Bletchley I think are the Blue Lagoon uh, and Manor Fields Inviting everyone to where you live Lovely little market town, really good mix of shops Bletchley's a very nice small town, it's a sort of a third town of Milton Keynes isn't it really? Love Bletchley, absolutely love Bletchley If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it Very rundown old co-op building The empty co-op building and they need to do something The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. Uh, BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon Smith and myself have, um, we've just done something I never thought we would do. Nope. And do you know what? I actually enjoyed it. Did you? I found it quite pleasurable. Perhaps we could get a double-headed show yeah. on Talk Sport. We could, <laughs> is that station still going? <laughs> we just talked. <laughs> All right, I like boobs and I like football. Over to Jonathan. That's, that's pretty much... <laughs> I went for, uh, before I came here, I went for a meeting at TalkSport when it wasn't all sport. Right. right. And to, to talk about maybe doing a show there. And it was a late night, it was through the night show. And uh, the boss at the time said, well, I'm really glad you've come in. I, I like you. And I think we could do something with you. Just to let you know, the, sh- the show that you're here to talk about, we're going to turn it into a sport show. This was like the first five minutes of, of an hour-long meeting. And my heart sank. And I, I, I thought, and I, this is what I should have done. I should have said, well, listen, it's very nice to meet you. Uh, I'm going to get up and go because I don't do sport. But for the whole hour, I'm sat there going, hmm, yeah, well, you, you know, I like football and mm. uh, golf. Yeah, I love a bit of golf. And I'm, I'm just sitting there, light, and I walked out, thought I've just wasted an hour of my life. But we've just talked about football, and I think we got away with it. We kind of did. Didn't we just? Yes, and from nine this morning, I'm going to be talking about football. What? He looks at a, an empty wine bottle and puts it back down. I've been drinking too much. I know. This is crazy. But fear not, people who, like me, don't care about football. Oh. I won't be talking very much football terms. Yes. Is that how you phrase it? <laughs> what, did, what, did you, what did you think of the match last night? I thought it was excellent. Coming up at night. <laughs> I, would, I would pay top dollar to, to hear you do a week on Talk Sport. I, it really would make my life complete. Get five live, go yeah. to Talk Sport. Yeah. That's where your, your home lies. Coming up on the big phone in this morning at nine, are you pleased or disappointed England are nearly out of the World Cup? Last night, England lost 2 1 to Uruguay. 
and are now very likely to be knocked out of the World Cup. There had been high hopes that the team would do well this year, as the team seemed unified, and their youth and pace were supposed to cause problems for teams like Uruguay, apparently. Yeah. Well, after a decent performance against Italy, last night's defeat will come as a big disappointment for anyone who's invested time, money and energy supporting this England team. For others, it may be a chance to say, I told you so, we're rubbish... We've always been rubbish. I mean, for goodness sake, come on. We've been rubbish for 50 years. When was the last time England was any good? And yet every time this World Cup business starts, what happens? I'll tell you what happens. People start saying, oh, this year's going to be it. I'm going to go out. I'm going to spend loads of money kitting out myself with an England football shirt and my children with an England football shirt. I'm going to buy a flag, drape it from my house. I'm going to stick plastic flags on my car. Save it for nine. I'm going to go and buy Pringles. Bring a bad vibe onto my show. Just calm down. Pringles? Well, they do, they eat Pringles, don't they? They go and eat Pringles, I, watch the football I, and drink I, beer. My supper the other night was Pringles and hummus. Oh, how and gosh. I, well, nice. Uh, Did you have some couscous? I didn't have no couscous, no. I just said, anyway, just calm down. It's, it's nearly over. Well, that's the whole point, isn't it? We're nearly there. Yep. We're nearly out. Are you breathing a sigh of relief that this is, this charade <laughs> is nearly over? Wow. Oh eight four five nine four double. We're rubbish. We've always been rubbish. Why yeah. do people waste their money on it? For goodness' sake. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping this is the last we hear of uh, ever hear of Wayne Rooney. Well, and let's. That's the other thing about yeah. this, isn't it? I mean, whether you're a football fan or not. Yeah. Just a bunch of overpaid prima donnas. Oh gosh. If you look at it, I mean, th- supposedly based on the money that they earn, they presumably should be the very best footballers in the world. Well, they're rubbish. And last night, surely, as demonstrated, we're rubbish. Got M- Mike and Crew has texted in. What's that? Keen to get your thoughts on this. He, Mike says the players do not play enough together as a team. They're always changing the players. When England won the Rugby World Cup, it took five years of playing basically the same team to get them to jail and work together as a team. Your thoughts on that, Jonathan? Uh, I think it's very true. Well done, Mike. Well, from nine this morning at nine oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Are you pleased or disappointed? England are nearly out of the World Cup. It might be one to listen to today. <laughs> I am really going to look forward to the first hour today. Oh, good. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, good. See you later. Thank you. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I am. Uh, I'm probably going to listen to the first hour to Jonathan. I know I say I do. I don't really, um, because we're having production meetings. But I, no, uh, we're going out for the day. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. We are. Um, but if so, I just can't wait for someone to phone up and talk tactics to him. That's going to be wonderful. Do it. If that's you, do it. Yes, I wouldn't. Far be it from me to uh, jeopardise um, Jonathan's show. But he if you loves want, talking about football. He loves it. He, he pretends he doesn't. Especially it's all a ruse. The technical side. He wants to know about the four four twos. Uh, the offside rule. The offside and and um, oh, and that's Suarez, eh? <laughs> Cheeky. Uh, anyway, we've we've heard today the sad news um, that some students will still have to go and sit their A levels at the Mark Rutherford School in Bedfordshire. The school is closing; they've got no power, but um, they've they've managed to find enough candles for the A level students. All other students, you got the day off, guys. That's actually true. That's not even me making a joke up. You got the day off. This is awesome. How are you going to spend it? Uh, and if um, if you're an adult and you're jealous, how sh- what should these kids do? Uh, nick a couple of quid off their parents and go down the calf, put some money in the arcade machines. Is is that what they should do? Go and go and treat themselves to a fry up. Go and hang out in a shopping centre, smoking e-cigs. Have a foot spa. 
What? Yeah, have a foot spa. No! Give yourself a peddy. Play, listen, sit at home playing Xbox all day. With your feet in a foot spa. Oh, for goodness sakes. Uh, Ellie's in Bedford. Morning, Ellie. Good morning. Your kids go to uh, Mark Rutherford's school. Yes, one of them One of them does. How... I've just literally, literally just dropped her off. And oh. um, you can see all the kids running back to the other way. We're going, why are they running with it all smiling and laughing? Oh, beautiful. I've actually... Uh, she's actually had to go in because she's um, got an A-level exhibition this evening. Um, oh. But no, she can't. She can't. They won't let her in. Um, oh. She's just texted me to say I've got to go and pick her up again, but how, I've got an appointment. So how old is she? She's she's sixteen, seventeen, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. All right. So she so she can't go in for the day, but she has to go back in the evening for this exhibition or not? Um, no, because they won't be able to get it ready. I Beautiful. guess. Beautiful. Uh, and she wants you. She wants you to pick her up, but you what? Well, you can't be bothered. No, I've got an appointment, so I've said to her she's going to have to wait until I finish my appointment, and then I'll go back and get her. How far away is your house from the school? Um, about two, two and a half miles, three miles, something like that. Well, it's about it's about a 15, 20-minute car journey. And how long a walk is it? It's quite a but um, she, she triple fractured her leg last year. Oh, right. So, so um, last... she's got to be really careful. Hang on a minute, Ellie. I think she, this young lady, she, she triple fractured it last year, so she's got to be careful, so she can't walk home two miles? It's, it's, her leg will absolutely swell up. Uh, is that what she says? Has she got, no, uh, that's, that's actually what happened. Uh, okay, all right, okay, all right. Well, in, in that case, I'll let her off, but any other 17-year-old should be walking that oh, too. Oh, she normally would, but oh, okay. I've, I've told her she can't. So what's she going to do for the rest of the day, then? I'm going to take her to lunch. Oh, man, Mum's taking her out to lunch. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. <laughs> Go and take her These for a pedicure. No, these things don't happen that often, so I shall make time in my day to take my girls to lunch. Man, well, listen, you're very lucky. She's very lucky. Ellie, thank you very much indeed. Uh, what, if, if you got the day off today, awesome. Wicked. That is wicked news. You must be dead chuffed by that. Speak. If you're not having lunch with your mum, what are your plans? What, what are you what are you going to do? You're going to... Um, You've got nothing but time, my friend. It is so cool. Isn't it? It's, like, really cool, like... Oh, I don't think they do that anymore. Shut up, man. It is Wicked! Crucial. They should go up Dunstable Downs and play a game of rounders. Yeah! Yeah, my respect, boss. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what they should be doing. If you... Um, uh, uh, this, listen, and this is, this is serious. Um, when you die, right... And where we go again? You're taking it? the tone down. It's just the end of the sentence. <sighs> I'm just thinking about it. When you die... Are you OK? I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. When you die, right... You I'm lo- sure if you- you're okay. I'm fine. When you die, if you're lucky enough to have a lucid moment before you die, I would imagine there was a survey, wasn't there? Palliative care people said that they they, they asked people, you know, what do you regret? What? And most of them said, I worked too much. I worked too much. I wish I'd worked less. Wish I'd spent more time with the kids. Wish I'd, you know, not watched Jeremy Kyle and thought it was good for the first few years and realised it was the thing that was actually destroying this country. And the thing that I will say when I'm when, when I'm having palliative care, although I, I predicted I'm going to die in a car crash next year, that's irrelevant. This year, next year, when I'm 42, uh, when I'm dying, and the nurse says, "What do you regret?" I'm going to say, "I wish I'd bunked off school. I wish I'd never bunked off school, and I wish I'd bunked off school because it wouldn't have made any difference. I'd still be here. I'd still be looking at your." Faces. I didn't put any adjectives in there. I thought that would have been unfair. I wish I'd bunked off school. Do you not? Did you ever bunk off school, Catherine? I no. bet you didn't. No. Clearly, I bet you, clearly Kelly, not. I bet you bunked off all the time. Not all the time, but I did once. You, but it wasn't my fault. It was my um, 
the person who was looking after me at the time yeah. was supposed to drop me off at school but went to town. <laughs> See, awesome. So don't you wish you'd bunked off school more and gone and, no. and gone and watched telly, gone and gone to the cinema, gone to the bad. woods and smoked fags? I bunked off college plenty. I, bu- oh, yeah. I bunked off college all the time. Didn't even go to college. No one even noticed. Exactly. No one cares. It's because it's it's your responsibility. Mm. Who's got responsibility at that age? Uh, if you're bunking off, if you've got the day off from Mark Rutherford School, thumbs up fun award. Coolio. That's dead wicked man. You must be really chuffed with yourselves. 08459 455 555. What are you going to do with the day? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Newport Pagnell on the speed sensors, the A422 is heavy going around the Willem Road as you head towards Milton Keynes. And in Bedford, the Bromham Road, very heavy as you approach the centre of town from Biddenham. Elsewhere on the sensors, in Hartford, the A414, busy but moving between the A10 and the centre of town in both directions. The M25 anti-clockwise, slow between junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you. Follow me on Twitter, dear listeners, at Ian Lee. I'm about to retweet the most amazing picture. Ladies and gentlemen, dreams can come true. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission. The Trust's three main hospitals at Amersham, High Wycombe and Stoke Mandeville were re-inspected in March. A residence group in a Hertfordshire town say they're concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street close to a newly opened drug rehab centre in Waltham Cross. And three people, including two teenagers, have been arrested after a 16-year-old boy was stabbed near a school in Milton Keynes yesterday lunchtime. Police are appealing for information about the incident in Leadenhall near St Paul's Catholic School. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roy Hodgson says he won't resign after defeat by Uruguay left England on the brink of World Cup elimination. Harry Redknapp was overlooked when Hodgson got the job but says the manager couldn't have done any more. He's prepared the team well. You can see they've got a good camp. At the end of the day we came up a little bit short. We got undone really by a fantastic individual player in, in, in Suarez. He was, he was a better player than anything that we had and he made the difference. Italy and Costa Rica meet at five today. Only an Italy win will keep England in the tournament. Here's captain Stephen Gerrard. Well, it's not it mathematically. You know, there's still a, a tiny, small glimmer of hope. But, of course, we're in a very difficult position in the group and we're relying on other people. Um, and it's exactly the position we didn't want to find ourselves in. But it's here and we have to take responsibility for where we are. England's cricketers start the second test against Sri Lanka at Headingley this morning. Ian Bell will become the 12th man to reach a century of test appearances for England. Practice starts this morning for Sunday's Austrian Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton says the fact his teammate and championship rival Nico Rosberg has limited experience of the track could be key. Well, it's like a bicycle. Once you learn, you never forget. So, Do you see it as an advantage to him then? I don't see it as an advantage. I'm just saying it's when you learn the circuit. Uh, it doesn't matter. If, for example, I went on Right House the other day where I started go-karting and... Uh, I haven't driven there for years, but I knew it straight away, you know, and the advantage I had on the journalist that I was racing 
was because I'd raced there before. And Bedford Rugby Club's Aaron Morris starts at fullback for England under-20s in this morning's Junior World Cup final against South Africa, which kicks off in a few minutes' time in New Zealand. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We Willy Wonky. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's kind of been um, a bit of a mess today, but a beautiful mess, a beautiful mess. If you want to take part in the last 30 minutes of the show, what are we talking about? Well, uh, we're asking for the saddest song ever. I don't think anything is sadder than the closing theme to The Incredible Hulk. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. If you're not on Twitter, the picture I just retwe- retweeted um, was uh, retweeted to me by Ian. And it uh, was it. It wasn't a mini baby belt. It was a baby belt. It's the size of a man's hand. It's incredible, incredible. Uh, Carpet Martin has sent us a tweet about what kids could get up to on uh, the day off school. Martin, that's w- w- I can't condone that behaviour. Very, very, very naughty indeed. Uh, if you want to give us a call, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Did you? Oh, here's another thing. Did you bunk off school? As a kid, what did you do? What did you do? I didn't do it. I bunked off sixth form college and I bunked off university a lot, a lot. What did we do? Well, we went to the pub. I remember playing a golf game in the pub at sixth form college. And I remember uh, sitting around in a very relaxed state at university watching Laurel and Hardy videos. That seemed and expanding our minds. That seemed to be uh, the par. Of course, what did you do when you bunked off? And do you regret... Not bunking off more. Seriously, it's kind of my my one big regret is is not bunking off more. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Patrick's in Milton Keynes. Patrick, did you used to bunk off school? Well, I I, sh- I really should not comment on that one. I'm afraid because uh, yeah yeah you, you know what it's like. We all do. Well, well I, the thing is, I never bunked off school. I remember getting very very drunk at school once. Very dry. I smuggled in a bottle of Jack Daniels to school, <laughs> and we got trashed. Oh, well, I like that one. Yeah, I, remember no, being, I, I didn't do that. And I, I don't condone this. I was 15. At break time, we went down to where me and my friend Slim used to work. He was called Slim. He was a big lad. We used to work in B-Jams. And we uh, got a bottle of lemonade, and we drank half this bottle of Jack Daniels. We were, and I don't condone this, guys. We went back to school, and I was absolutely trashed. I remember standing on a window ledge thinking I was Jesus. Wow. That's not, that's good. not good. That's not good. But you bunked off, did you, Patrick? Well, on the occasion, on, the, on a nice sunny day. What did you do to fill your time? Was it just standing in the shopping centre? Well, you would do, wouldn't you? Trolley collecting was my thing. 10p trolleys. Oh, mate, mate! You are a genius. We used to do that. We'd stand outside Waitrose, take your, uh, do we take your trolley back to your car, miss? That's it. Yeah. And then you get the tr- <laughs> you get the ten pence the deposit oh, they put in there one, one pound two quid a day. Flipping heck, good Patrick, you brought back some memories there. I remember getting a little bit nasty around the back of Waitrose when the tough gang kind of moved in, <laughs> and was, they was anyway. Patrick, you've not called in about that. What have you no, called in about? Have, uh, no, you, you you do need tissues at the ready for this one. Okay, because it's it's it, it still it gets me right now. Oh, I'm, mate. I'm, I'm choking up. It's a sad song, is it? It's, it is so sad. It's. Um, Simon Garfunkel, yeah. I, I'm, I'm struggling here. Go on. It's Bright Eyes. It, oh. it gets me. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me why. Tell me why that one does well, it for you. I, 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 I'm, I do love my rabbits, you see. And, uh, <laughs> yeah? 
especially, you know, you see that one going off, the story that goes with it, it just brings back all the emotions. It's, it's, oh, there we go. Don't. I've never been able to watch the film because it would break my heart. It, it does. You can just see that, that poor little bunny. Yeah. Patrick, I'm just going to leave you alone with bright eyes for a little while. Okay? Please, stop it now. Is it a kind of dream? You have a nice day, Patrick, won't you? Thank you very much. Cheers. Have a nice day. Following a river of death downstream. Or is it a dream? I tell you why I couldn't watch that now. It's that really rubbish 70s animation. Where it's like there was a cartoon of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, it's just that lazy. But in the Lord of the Rings cartoon, they brought in sort of part film, didn't they? When they had the orcs in it, 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 it was it was a man's silhouette. It was or, it was horrible, and I didn't like that bright eyes thing either. That Here's... was a scary film, it wasn't a sad film. It was a scary film. So the Beatles made a hard day's night. Yes. The Beatles made help fun knockabout films. Although help, if you look, look at it now, it's a little bit racist. This is all true. They were going to uh, a, a script was written by Joe Orton, the playwright for them. I'm aware of his work. That didn't get made. Why? They, the third film they were going to make was The Lord of the Rings. And uh, it was either Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. And the, the Beatles were going to make Lord of the Rings. How cool would that have been? It would have been a hot mess. Wouldn't it have been awful but wonderful at the same time? Wonderful at the same time. Art's still going there. I mean, it's, it's not a particularly good song, is it, really, when you think about it? He's reminded me of something there. My brother-in-law fell off a table to that music. When he was a kid, broke his leg. Very sad, sad okay. song for him. Okay, well, songs that uh, have nine months. He was out. Nine months. Nine months. Nine. nine. How many? Nine months. Oh, nine months. Nine months. I just. Oh, nine months. Now, the, is it, who was that last caller? What was his name? I've forgotten already. Nine months. Let's call him Steve. Call it um, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick has reminded me of something. We've got twenty minutes. We can do this. Justin. Yes, boss. How did you make money as a kid? Uh, ho, ho. Can I go into this on air? Um, various ways, actually. Um, Hello, mister. <laughs> Hello, mister. Can I help? Oh, this is going to be terrible. Do you know what I'm going to say this? Please forgive me for, for, for saying this, but um, yeah. I, I am quite tall, a bit like yourself, so yeah. I looked a bit older than some of my friends, so oh. I used to uh, occasionally buy cigarettes and uh, put a bit of a mark-up on them. Justin Dealing. Justin D. Lee. Mm-hmm. Justin Dealer, more like. Yes. Yeah. I was a perfumier. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was one of those. Did you do that? What did yeah. you do? What does that mean? Uh, it means you uh, get rose petals, put them in water, and sell them to passers by who pity you. What? Yes. It was in a Vitalite tub as well, so I mean, the, the marketing wasn't great. Oh, wait, oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. How did you make money as a kid? Here are my two ways, right? One was the, um, uh, the, the Waitrose trolley thing. Take, take your trolley back to the car, miss. You could make literally 80 pence in a whole Saturday doing that. <laughs> Seriously, was it? The other way, when I was younger and I was 10 when I did this, really into Bruce Lee when I was 10, right? You used to watch Bruce Lee films. I know, really violent, but you used to watch so them. So, what were you, uh, an assassin for hire? <laughs> no! I had loads of Bruce Lee magazines. And my mum worked as a secretary at a school. You see where this is going? No. I would get her to photocopy (gasps) the Bruce Lee pictures. 
Sell them for a penny. Sell them for a penny! I made a fortune! And then when I got busted, because someone's mum complained that I was fleecing the other kids off. Jog on, mum, I wasn't. They wanted to pay the penny, I had the goods. Don't blame the game, blame the ga- No, don't blame the gangster. Don't blame the player. Get it hard or get out of town, guys. I was fulfilling a hole in a market. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. How did you make money as a kid? How were you a gonch? Brilliant phoning. Isn't it, isn't it a brilliant phoning? Yes. Yeah, wonderful. Um, no one else got that gonch reference. No, I know. I know. I knew you'd get the gonch reference. I was, gonch hoping, I was hoping you'd get the gonch reference. I thought you may have been on the cusp. No, I was in it. No, let's not explain it to these kids. Gonch Gardner, everyone. Yeah, gonch. Doing, I was doing a gonch. Anyway, Justin, you've not. Uh, uh, you don't want to talk to us about doing a gonch, but if you if you at home do, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Sad songs, just. Yeah, I mean Bletchley, the home of our big tour. The home of uh, sad songs, some yeah, might say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ian, I've got one for you. Uh, Nat King Cole, the little boy that Santa Claus forgot. Oh, mate, I don't know it. Sing no, us a snatch. Oh no, I'm not going to sing it. Come I on. can't. I can't. Give me a snatch. I, I can't do it justice. It's the little boy. That Santa Claus forgot. Anybody who knows that song will back me up. That is without any question the saddest song. Imagine Father Christmas forgetting a little boy. Exactly. And the way he sings it as well, it's just emotional. Um, So I'm here in Bletchley, the home of our big tour, uh, talking to people about songs which make them cry, the sad songs. It takes a a bit of a twist at the end. I mean, hang on, Catherine, what are you saying? Well, that little boy that Santa Claus forgot, and goodness knows I didn't want a lot. And he goes through the list and you think, oh, okay, well, you know, you don't always get what you want. Of course you don't. And then there's a line in it that says, I haven't got a daddy. Well, the listen, little boy. That's I, I, I Claus Deal with it. So I haven't got a daddy anymore. Deal with it. Yeah, get over it. Oh. For goodness sakes. Oh, get get, get over it. You really have of, no soul. Loads of people haven't got a daddy. Hey, listen. You know, um, like I'm 41, right? Uh, really? You know, older people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, when their parents die, are they technically orphans? Can you be orphaned in like, you're 53? I guess. That's something to look forward to. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a new, new development phase in your life. You can say, I'm an orphan. You know, do you fancy being an orphan? No, not, not yet, thanks. OK, all right. Uh, Justin, mm. sad songs. Yeah, sad songs. Yeah. Uh, people's uh, thoughts. Uh, it does take uh, quite an unusual twist towards the end in this feature. Oh. In this feature. But, uh, yeah, here's what people have had to say about sad songs. Mick, tell me about the saddest song that you've ever heard. Deck of Cards. By Wink Martindale. Yes. Wow. That gets me every time. Why does it get you? It's just a sad song. Yeah. It's just sad. It's old and it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly at Christmas time when you hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. David, Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. Yep. Does it get you every time? It does every time, yeah. <laughs> Never seen the film, but the song is brilliant. <laughs> Despite you haven't seen the film, it still gets you. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I mean, th- this is quite a revelation. You- you're quite a manly man, but you're willing to admit this song gets the tissues out. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does every time, yeah. Lots of songs like that. I'm not that manly. <laughs> Just old. <laughs> Celine Dion's one. Any others that you can think of that, that you find particularly sad? Uh, Whitney Houston, One Moment in Time. Oh, lots of Whitney Houston stuff. Mm. Brilliant. Michael Jackson, early stuff when he was a kid. It's getting emotional now. I'm going to leave yeah. you to it. Thanks very much. All right, thanks. Cheers, bye. So, Mick, we're talking sad songs. Robbie Williams and Angels. It's uh, particularly sad in your family. Tell us why. Because at that time it came out, I lost my granddaughter and my father-in-law, and my wife plays it on their anniversaries. Wow. So you must cry every time you hear that song. I get upset, yeah. Have a little tear. Barbara, we are here in Bletchley for the big tour. Which song makes you cry because it's so sad? You'll never walk alone when they do it at Liverpool. Who do you support? 
Arsenal. All right, so you're an Arsenal fan, but it still gets you. When they've yeah, got the scarves in the air, you'll never walk alone. Yeah, it really it's does. just too sad. Yeah, even when you hear it on the radio and I sit in my car, I could cry, literally. You say you could cry. Yeah. Have you cried? Yeah, definitely. Tears in my eyes, definitely. Fantastic. Thank you very much. No problem. Oh, some good stories there, Justin. Mm, thanks, boss. Some very good stories there. Thanks. Uh, 15 minutes if you want to give us a call on that 08459 455 555 Justin I should of course flag up well two of the team have got shows this weekend we'll find out who the second person is in a moment but you've obviously got your show tomorrow 9 till 12 what's happening on there Uh, well we have an announcement to make tomorrow morning um, I shall say no more about that what's the announcement well I can't tell you oh well you can tune in tomorrow morning between 9 and 12 I, I won't be um, oh. But no, well, no. Well, it's not about you, is it? It's about the listeners. I know, but just, just, just tell yeah. me the announcement now. I can't, I can't. Why? It's a secret. Is it a good one or a bad one? Um, yeah, it's a good one actually. Is it's it a good the one. show's getting taken off air? No. No. The, the show's been made longer? No, no, no. Uh, so tomorrow, oh 9 until 12, um, the announcement. Uh, we have uh, the UK and American charts from this weekend back in 1967. And yeah, yeah. I have met a legend this week, somebody who is asking after you. Chaz oh, from Chaz and Dave. Ladies and He's gentlemen, the, yeah. the Chaz Meister's going to yeah. be on the show. <laughs> Picking his favourite musical memories. It yes. doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't, no. It doesn't. Brilliant. Well, I say it doesn't get much better than that. Mm. Kelly Betts is doing a show on Saturday Eve. Uh, aren't you, Hi, Kels? I am. Yeah, can, can you beat Justin's 5 show? PM. You're on at five. Can you beat Justin's show? He's got Chaz from Chaz and Dave on. Um. Okay. What's your name? Please? No. Oh. Great selling, Kels. Great selling. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Luton at the Kidneywood roundabout, all the approaches looking busy at the moment as you head towards the motorway. And in uh, Hartford, the A414, heavy going as you head towards the centre of town from the A10. Also on the speed sensors at the Park Street roundabout, the north orbital approach is heavy, especially as you head away from the London Coney roundabout. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice! It's 8.46. It's Friday the 20th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Weather. Radio news. Buckinghamshire NHS Trust has today been removed from special measures after its latest inspection by the Care Quality Commission. A residents group in a Hertfordshire town say they are concerned for public safety after needles were found in a street close to a newly opened drug rehab centre. And in sport, England manager Roy Hodgson says he won't resign despite defeat by Uruguay leaving his side on the brink of World Cup elimination. Let's get the weather with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. We've got some holes appearing in the cloud at the moment. Um, we've got a really good one actually uh, just uh, above Baldock at the minute and uh, Biggles Wade, that kind of area. A lot of cloud elsewhere but uh, towards the north into the Midlands uh, we're starting to see the cloud thinning and breaking and that's the process that will gradually filter towards the three counties as we go through this morning. So by this afternoon bright or even sunny intervals and a top temperature of 21 Celsius staying dry crucially uh, for today and the next few days days actually. Not until Monday afternoon do we start to lose the benefits of high pressure. Tomorrow we should do better for sunshine and again temperatures around the 21 Celsius mark. And then on Monday afternoon we'll start to run the risk of some showers in the afternoon but before that generally three fine days although a lot of cloud around for this morning. Sarah? Yes? 
earlier on there was some confusion. I thought you said uh, dude. Oh, that's right. You yes. said to you, you claim you said to you, and I. It was a bit embarrassing. Can we just just to clarify it? Mm. Can I play the clip? Oh yeah. And just 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 got the clip here. Let's have, let's have a, a, a um, little listen to this. Just, just let me just okay. uh, stop this music. Hang on a second. So this this is this is you earlier about an hour ago. Thanks very much, dude. Hello. Indeed, that's what I was saying there. Really? Ah, okay. All right. Okay. Shall we have a li- indeed? Thanks very much, indeed. Let's have a let's have a listen. Okay. Thanks very much, dude. Hello, <laughs> Sarah. Let's just one more. Thanks very much, dude. Hello. Come on. It's been edited. I sh- no, I swear to you, my hand on my heart. We have not edited it. This is you. Thanks very much, dude. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I fall on my sword. What can I say? You're right. It does oh, sound like that. You're a very good sport. Have a lovely weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, dude. Hello. <laughs> Just walking through the gates gives you goosebumps with all eyes on centre court. The nerves, the excitement, who knows what will happen when they step onto the grass. And with so much talent in one place. This generation of tennis players has never been equaled. They have really taken the game up a notch. It's anyone's game. Wimbledon is special and the one that every player wants to win. Wimbledon 2014 starts Monday across the BBC. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much, Dean. Hello. 08459 is the telephone number. It's got kind of a weird hodgepodge, kind of a weird Hodgkinson. What's his name? Roy Hodgson. Who's the man who does the... Roy Hodgson. Yeah. It's kind of a weird Hodgson uh, mix of a show today. We've just kind of... Uh, let's be- what did you put him in there for? I was trying to um, make up a word. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Kath and I, we've both just confessed. Um, we can't really be bothered today, can we? So uh, the show's been a little bit lacklustre. I wouldn't say that on air. I wouldn't say that on air. No, off air. Off air, I say all kinds. We're going to see uh, a Ponzi play that involves running around and wearing a mask. Yeah. If any liquid gets... I hate... If I anyone hate touches it. me... I don't mind the touching. I hate the liquid. I tell you my favourite thing, right? Uh, I took my mum to see hair. I love hair. Hair is one... That's one where they take all their clothes off. Yeah. When the moon is in the seventh sun And Jupiter aligns with Mars Then peace will guide the planets And love will steer the stars This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius The age of Aquarius 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 I love hair. That one. I've got six different versions of the soundtrack. Seriously, I love it. I love it. I, like I love to... that song in particular. Oh, man! Uh, the, the best song, and there is... Uh, talk about sad songs. I met a boy called Frank Mills on September 12th right here in front of the Waverly, but unfortunately I lost his address. Oh, oh sad. Oh, Anyway, I took my mum to see it, right? And they do. They all strip off. Uh, in the middle, we're joking about all these. We're going to strip off, blah, blah, blah. and we're sat. Um, where are we sat? We're kind of sat in a, in a balcony in the front of the balcony by the edge because she's in the wheelchair seat. So we're kind of sat there. We always get quite good seats. Uh, by the way, here's a tip: if you, if, if you can't afford to go to the theatre, just find a wheelchair and phone up and say one of you's a carer. You either get the seat free or half price. That would be wrong. No, he's well, only joking. <laughs> I'm not. Do hey, listen. But, uh, anyway, so we're sat there, right. And they, they, they strip off, and it's great. And then they start running around the theatre. What, with nothing on? <laughs> nothing oh, on. no. Right. 
just sat there right at the edge of the aisle. And the fella comes up next to her. No, no, he doesn't he, do that. He puts his leg up on the balcony. <laughs> Let the sun shine in. The sunshine I'm worried about. <laughs> My mum's <laughs> face, she couldn't believe her luck. She And she said, the quote from my mother, she leant over, it's been a long time since I've seen one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he had his foot up on a balcony. <laughs> oh, now that's just... That's just taking it to the next level, isn't it? <laughs> my poor mother. She had the time of her life. She had the time of her life, Alan. Did she really? She loved it. I'm tempted to do the joke about two nuns sitting on a bench, but I won't. Well, why not? No. Anyway, Alan, you've not called in about uh, my mum looking at uh, uh, young dancers' genitals. You've called in about sad songs, haven't you? Yeah, the streets of London. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? It's one of those songs that I've heard so many times. We used to sing it in schools a lot that it's kind of lost its power, but it's a, it's a, it takes you to a very depressing place, doesn't it? Oh, yes. Takes you to a very depressing place. Well, it, it, they say you, you can't be alone in a city, but I used to live in London. Oh, you can be very alone in London. And there are times you could walk around, especially around the city area of Piccadilly and all that lot. Yeah. And you're the only one. You're, you're all on your own, and you see all these people in groups and everything else, yeah. and that can not make you feel lonely. Are you cooking, Alan? No, I was just getting some tobacco out. Oh, I, do you know what? That was my second one. You're going to make make a little... Oh, I used to smoke rollies, and I miss, yeah. I, I miss the, um, the... It was more the actual art of rolling than the, oh, yeah. the, the puffing away. Yeah. Are you one of these men that rolls as you go, or do you roll up like a little stash for the day? When I was Louis driving, I used to roll a stash for the day because it's a bit dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very rarely I roll as I go, but I have been known to... Are you a tradition? Off the wheel while I was driving. No, of course not. Although, Mike, again, my dad used to drive up the M1 in the the, the Princess, uh, rolling cigarettes whilst driving with his knees. I don't condone that. And are you a traditionalist? Do you do it with your hands, or do you have one of those cheating machines? Oh, you've got to do it with your hands. Yeah, you've got to do. You've got to feel that tobacco. Yeah. Alan, we're also talking this morning about how you made money as a kid. I used to sell photocopies of Bruce Lee pictures and take trolleys back to the uh, the trolley park. Did you do it have any little um, gaunch scams when you were a youngster to make money? Well, I used to make up a little counter yeah. out of bits and pieces, go to the shop, buy a load of sweets and sell them to the kids down the street for a penny extra after, well, on top of what I bought. Uh, and how old were you when you did this? About ten. See, this is this is genius. You, you get these suckers on The Apprentice or on Dragons Den. They've got nothing on you. You get selling sweets for an extra bit, and you, you'd sell it, would you? Yeah. Well, you, you take uh, the uh, pop bottles back. Yeah. You get the money on them. Oh, uh, I miss that, and the the the, um, the soda the, the bottles as well. Yeah, yeah. Alan, you're a good sport. It's a cracking call. That's listen. You got all these slackers out there. Oh, I can't get a job. I can't get no job. I'm going to sign on and get benefit. Going to, I'm going to have another kid and go to Spain on holiday. Well, take a leaf out of Alan's book. Go to the shops, buy some sweets, build a counter and sell those sweets to children for an extra penny. The, and, and stop using my tax to fund your 
drug lifestyles. Oh, wow, OK. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I'm going to go to Spain with me eight kids and you're going to pay for it and I don't give a monkeys because I'm not going to work Cameron's Britain. Get off your backside. Go and buy some sweets Penny and sell them to the children. Penny That's what they need to do. And I'm going to have a word with JVS. I'm suspecting this is a phone-in for next week. Yeah. I'm suspecting this is a phone-in. I'm happy for to. For sure. <laughs> He's a genius, Alan. He's a genius. This is. I wish we thought of this earlier. Rosie's in Redbourne. Good morning, Rosie. Morning. What did you... I, I don't know if girls did this as much. Did you do, have oh, any yeah. little... Oh, what did you do to make money as a kid? Oh, make money. Um, well, I used to sell plasticine models to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, how old were you? Uh, about eight. Yeah, I, used, uh, I used to make really good plasticine models. What were they models of? Uh, if they liked horses, horses. If they liked flowers, baskets of flowers. Did people what? Did people make requests? They put yeah. in orders. Yeah, yeah. And who was it? Was it other kids or was it parents or? Um, yeah, no, other kids. Other kids, yeah. But I, I, once parents get involved, that, then that business starts becoming legit. And how much would you charge for this? Oh, God, I don't remember. I used to get sixpence pocket money. I can't... It was old money. And did your parents ever say, Rosie, where's, where's all the plasticine gone? <laughs> no, because I bought them some more with, my, with the money. Man, so this is it. This is The Apprentice. She kept her stock replenished. Oh, but that, Rosie, that's not what you've called in for. You've called no, in about bunking right. off. Uh, well, I kind of used to run, run a sort of bunking racket at secondary school. Because <laughs> um, my, my mum and dad used to live, well, we used to live backing onto the school. <laughs> So I could see it from my bedroom window, at, you know. Yeah. Um, so we'd go to school in the morning. I knew my mum worked oh, Rosie. Um, in the morning, so me and my friends would call for me. We'd go off and wave yeah. bye-bye to my mum and then hide around the corner. And then as soon as she'd gone, we'd sneak back in the house. Wow. We'd spend the morning, you know, phoning people up and doing prank calls. <laughs> Okay, Monday show, prank calls you did as a kid. I used to phone up, well, I found a, a book. We had a book of international dialing codes. So I would dial like a foreign country and then just do random numbers until <gasps> someone answered. Really? And I remember phoning up um, Malaysia and France oh, yeah. specifically for ages <laughs> and just making noises. And sometimes <laughs> you'd get someone who'd go with it and would make. What prank phone calls did you do as a kid? Um, well, I, if you could just say pardon in the right place, okay? Okay. All right. So I phoned you up. Hello, is this the hearing aid centre? Pardon? Is this the hearing aid centre? Pardon? Oh, that's what I... You're doing my bit. Oh, hang on. So what do I bit? What bit do I do? Sorry, no. Hello, hearing aids. Hello. Um, Is that that the hearing aid centre? Pardon? Is that the hearing aid centre? Pardon? Who's, who would say that? Yeah, I'm totally wrong. I, I'd say, is that the hearing aid centre? And you would say... Pardon? Um, no, I'm no. sorry, you've got the wrong number. Oh, right. oh OK. Oh, OK. Right, do it, quick. Is, is that the hearing aid centre? No, I'm sorry, you've got the wrong number. Pardon? Oh! Diane, we've got 20 seconds. How did you make money as a kid? Well, when we were younger, we used to have uh, concerts at the back garden. My sister and I used to do a bit of dancing and singing, and uh, the kids used to come in the garden, used to charge them penny for a glass of lemonade or something like that. And also, when the football was on, because we lived in Hampton Road near the ground, yeah. when my dad's mates used to come in with their bikes, they used to give us tuppence of time for looking after their bikes and giving them an orange Diane, you giving them a what? Orange drink. Uh, oh, OK. Diane, you're a legend. Thank you for squeezing that in. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Royston at the Barkway Road, where the four-way temporary traffic lights are, the A10 still slow through that area. On the speed sensors between Houghton Regis and Dunstable, the A5 a little busy in both directions. 
In Edgware on the speed sensors, the A41 heavy going as you head towards Apex Corner. And on public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Have a nice weekend. Oh, well, that was fun. If you got the day off school today, oh, enjoy it. Don't go and make some money. Go and make a few quid. JVS is up next. He's talking about football. I'm going to be listening to this. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's going to be a good one. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Verdesmith. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, Ian's quite right.